Hello, Nature Trail to Hell listeners. Today's episode is a little different. Before we start watching the Texas Chainsaw series, we will be doing two bonus episodes to dig into movies tangentially related to the Friday the 13th series. Today, we'll be discussing 1981's horror comedy, Saturday the 14th. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Jordan D. White. And I'm Stephen Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast where Stefan gets to watch every Friday the 13th movie for the first time. And Jordan gets to go deep into one of his favorite movie series of all time. Horror fanatic beats Scaredy Cat for the ultimate binge watch. This is Nature Trail to Hell. Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. I am a comic book editor from New York. And I am Stefan Lawrence. I am a theme park designer in Southern California. And we are here to do something a little a little bit different this time. We have now watched all of the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, so with, far. Yes, yeah, so far. Fingers crossed. I mean, for an I mean you know, there, there, there might be another one. Yeah. Yes, a 13th one. I mean, there really should be a 13th one, at least. There will be. There is no way there won't be. I right? So. I mean, they're hinting, uh, they're hinting at it. Come on. It's going to happen. But, but... This time, we're going to watch a movie tangentially related <laughs> to Friday the 13th in that its name was a joke on it. It is Saturday the 14th, which up until this point, probably I was thinking that it was actually an official part of the series, but no, probably not. No, of course not. No. Of course not. No. Uh, there are movies in the series that have taken place on Saturday the 14th, but this is not one of them. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. After we watch this, we should actually figure out which of the Friday the 13th movies have Saturday the 14th in them. Which I guess actually well, probably would assume that all of them, right? Yeah, I mean, the first one that the big jump scare at the end of the movie is Saturday the 14th. Right. And yeah, and almost all of them take place, right? Even the ones that take place at night, I guarantee you are crossing over into midnight. Right. Most of them. Most of them. I would imagine. But also but also don't forget, like not very few of them actually say they take place on Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is that is true. I think it's I can only think of like two or three off the top of my head. Um, yeah, Mostly it just has that as the name because it's just the name of the movie. Don't worry about it. Right. So somebody <laughs> had a very good idea to call it the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, exactly. Until exactly. they stopped. And then they're just Jason movies. Because they, they didn't have the rights to the name. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, so have you actually seen Saturday the 14th? Okay, so the answer is yes, but I saw it when I was a child. Um, because this is a movie that, uh, if I remember correctly, it is not rated R. So back when I was, um, I don't know, maybe like 8 or 10 or something I saw this. You know what I mean? I saw it very young. Uh, and I don't remember anything about it at all. And clearly you saw it without having seen the Friday the 13th movies at that point. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I knew that they existed. I mean, I remember I remember knowing about Jason and Freddy, not that Freddy is Friday the 13th, but knowing about the two of them in like, what grade is this? What grade is this memory I'm channeling? First grade. I remember kids talking about those guys in first grade. Um, which would oh, have been, and, and by the way, in case you were wondering, seven, that six, is still the case. Really? It is still the case that kid. Oh, yes. Um, because Ellis at some point came home and was like, oh, my God, people at the school said that they're going to get 
Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and Jason to come and kill me. I was like, they are not. <laughs> it's funny they because don't, they don't know them. They don't have like they don't have those connections. I guess Michael Myers really is the boogeyman, right? Yeah, still remains remains so. Um, but I mean, I, it it is something to the enduring. Like this was first grade, right? Yeah. No, or this That's might have amazing. even been kindergarten. Like, like that that he heard that on the playground. So, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, st- still, absolutely there in the zeitgeist. Like, I wonder if I, I, I don't know if Darian would be scared by that necessarily. Only because, like, I, I, I want, I don't want to make it sound like I've shown him the movies. I haven't, but I have like Jason action figures sitting around, and technically, I made him a little Jason mask bib. Uh, uh-huh. when she, when he was a baby. Um, so he definitely saw that a bunch. Maybe he'll be just like, Jason's great. Jason's a nice guy. I remember. I him. mean, there's certain things that like are just going to be in the water. Like, uh, uh, Raiden, who is my oldest has not seen alien yet because I'm holding on. To sure. It. I, I, I'm just a whole holding back. Cause I think alien actually is kind of genuinely terrifying and, and Raiden doesn't do well with gore. However, Raiden has definitely played, uh an alien versus predator uh like uh video game <laughs> okay that's right we, 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 because the place i used to work had like a big like arcade shooter in the kitchen and so when they would come to work they would come and play the alien versus predator video game and blast the blast the crap out of aliens and face huggers and all that which i'm afraid it might rob the movie of its power a little bit but eh. it's still a very good movie so it's, I mean, no, I'll, I'll say that o- over the last weekend, my wife and I went and saw Jaws uh, in, in, in 3D. I, I've, uh, I've, she seen, had, I've seen that one. She'd never seen Jaws. And, um, what? I know. I know. And like, How but again, like possible? having lived in the world and having experienced the cultural impact of Jaws. Well, not not as it happened because we were not alive yet, but you know what I mean? Like since then. She yeah. still was very frightened by Jaws. <laughs> like she, it didn't lose its impact. She was the only. She was like, it was slower than I expected. I was like, yeah, it's the seventies. It's the mid seventies. Like, yes. But even so, slow. I would say but that is a, a, that, is, great. that is a that is a well paced movie. I think that yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't actually call it too slow necessarily. And that actually, Raiden loves Jaws and is and watches Jaws every summer now and just how, like yeah. How old is Raiden? Know, uh, just turned 13. Okay, 13. So that's yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm trying to figure out what Darian's first horror movie is going to be and when I'm going to show it to him. And I th- like, I'm lean Watcher towards... Watcher in the Woods. <laughs> no, I lean towards... I mean, and some people will go, that's not a horror movie, but I lean towards Gremlins because I know I it saw Gremlins. It is a horror movie. Okay, it is a good. horror movie. No, it's 100% a horror movie. It's a funny horror movie, but it, it is a horror movie. Like, I saw Gremlins... I, I, I don't know if I saw Gremlins in the theater or if I saw it when it came out on HBO, but I saw it like with my parents' permission then. So I was extremely young when I saw it. So I feel like I feel like he can probably handle it too at some point. Just not yet. He's only four. He's almost five. Raiden, I yeah, Raiden, I think we did we did Gremlins around like eight or nine, maybe. Um and I though I I think always my litmus test as to whether or not a movie like like really kills with Raiden is if they then want to show it to their friends. Mm. And so we've had a couple of those where it's like, it's like this movie is good. Oh, when my friends come over, we're all going to, we're going to watch this. And so we did, they, they did that with gremlins. So. I remember I, I, what year would have this been? 
maybe fourth grade or fifth grade where I had seen been my my dad had shown me both uh American Werewolf in London. Ooh, has that, what, could it possibly have been fifth grade? That 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 must have been too must have been later than that. And also um uh, Holy Grail, Monty Python and Holy Grail, not a horror movie. But no. two movies that I was like, okay, for my birthday, I want to have people over and watch both these movies. And my parents were like, no, I don't think we can bring a we're, bunch we're, of kids we're, over we're and not show these. <laughs> we're not going to do that. And I was like, ah, oh, they were both so good. Right. You can be that kid on the playground who recites the entire plot of the movies to other kids who are not allowed to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, um, actually, yeah, yeah. Holy Grail also had its moment in this house, too, where Rain watched it like three or four times. So it was like, yeah, it's a blast. The the kids are all right. Good, good, good. Um, Okay. So, Saturday the 14th. Um, Again, so I don't know much about it. I'm I'm on the wiki. I'm not looking too deeply because I don't want to have spoilers, but it's from 1981. It looks like it came out in, uh, in August of 81 on August 14th. My guess is that's not a Saturday, but probably a Friday. But yes, I mean, right. yeah, that Friday the fourteenth. As close as they could get, I would. Yeah, um, it's uh, directed and written by Howard R. Cohen, who okay. I've certainly never heard of. Do not know who that is. Um, he, he doesn't appear to have a link on Wikipedia, so I don't think he did much else. <laughs> this, this, well, th- this could have been the big thing. The big um, thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, this is not a spoiler for the plot, but I will tell you, it is a 76 minute long movie. <laughs> Ooh, all right. This, this will be tight and efficient. Will the first five minutes be a recap? If it's a if it's a if it if it's a direct parody, because here's the thing. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, even though I don't remember it well, it's I mean, we could talk about what we're expecting. I'm guessing no. it's not going to really be a direct parody of this movie. No, I mean, in the, in the way that like Scary Movie wasn't really a direct parody of Scream. No, uh, that's the worst example you possibly could have given because Scary Movie is an exact parody of Scream. Yeah, I know, I know. Right. <laughs> there are probably other examples in this, you know, in well, the like, way that Naked like Gun a, is not a parody of anything in particular. Like, or... like Meet the Spartans is not a direct parody of either Meet the Parents or 300. Oh, I didn't it just make the Meet it's the just Parents. A, what's that? I didn't make the Meet the Parents connection. I didn't see that movie. No, no, no. Nobody should see those movies. Those movies are <laughs> the, the, the worst. Are, I think I saw a Scary Movie 2, and then I was like, that's good. I was I saw Scary Movie in the theater and oh, was so mad at how horrible I thought it was. Oh. I thought it was, well, and mad because it doesn't make any sense as a parody movie. It's parodying something that's already a parody, which seems like the laziest, dumbest thing in the world. See, but but again, well, I, I don't know if we talked about this. To me, Scream is is a horror movie more than it's no, a but but no, parody, but parodies work best when they're puncturing something that is self serious and unaware. Sure, right? that's fair. That's fair. Or I mean, there's no hard and fast rule about this. If it's funny, it's funny. But I I did not find it funny. I found it annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I was so into Scream that I liked it, but I have also haven't seen because it, it was like getting more Scream. Out. Yeah, it was like Scream Junior. Like this is fine, right? Okay. Uh, well, not Junior. Scream Scream X rating also points. Yes, because it's, it was actually too. way more graphic in a different way than Scream was. Right. 
I um, mean, I remember that just they, like I think they for some reason I think it was it was the there's that dick in the ear joke. Uh, that there's I also really like hate. a fire a fire hose jizz situation at one point. Good, thank God. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> that sounds great. And I well, think actually, no, thank jokes. God because now I, I I find myself completely cured of ever wanting to go back and revisit it just for curiosity's sake. I now remember that I never need to do that. Yeah, there there was a whole character who like the whole bit was that he's gay, but he didn't say he was gay, and like oh god, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it, it, I'm the sure 90s. it doesn't hold up. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. Yeah, <laughs> but speaking of comedy movies that definitely hold up, definitely hold up. <laughs> so, what are your expectations for something? Well, so Pepper? here, I, I do want to ask. So this Please. came out in '81, but yep. so after number two comes out, oh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, number two? good question. Um, that's a great question. Uh, let's see. Release date of, well, I mean, even if it came out after, it couldn't have come out long enough after for them to do stuff in it. May 1st. So yeah, it came out a couple months later. Right. But, but, but well, who knows what the production cycles are in these, they make, made the Friday the 13th movies on like a weekend. Yeah. 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 So if they move quick, maybe they could, but honestly, so have you seen the poster for this movie? No, no, not even not even seeing the poster. Should I look up the poster? Um, let me let me see if I can send you the link, so okay. you don't accidentally see something you don't want to see. Okay, uh, right, well, I mean, this I, is not a not a big link, myself. right? Right. This is not a big image of it. If you send me send me the eBay one, Wiki. I may accidentally like buy it. No, no, I'm sending you the the file on Wikipedia, so okay. it's not very big. But if you look at that. Boy, Nothing that, about right? this poster no. suggests anything Friday the 13th at all. This looks like a <laughs> horror host movie. Yes, yes. I mean, that looks like, again, it's a little looks hard like... to see in this one. The creature from the Black Lagoon wearing a Dracula costume. Right. Oh, yes. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, I was. that's that's about right. And there's multiple knives and some steaks. Okay. This is just when you thought it was safe to look at the calendar again. Okay. That's a Jaws joke. Yeah, well, it's a Jaws two Jaws joke. Two joke. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Specif- specifically, Ugh, um, no, 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 this is this is going to be it. Uh, yeah, okay. So if it no, but also remember, right? If it knows anything at all about Friday the Thirteenth, all it's going to know is that uh, there's a mother that's really mad right. about her child dying. Right, right. But, I mean, so it's it'll be not going to feature any Jasons. It'll be a, well. I mean, you're right. I, I assume you're right. I mean, certainly no hockey mask. If there's a hockey mask in this, there's a lawsuit oh, that needs to happen. <laughs> but um, I mean, what you what you can. Well, I was going to say I was going to say what you can hope is in it. Right. What I would hope is yeah. in it. And I'm expecting to be disappointed is something parodying the the stuff that Friday the 13th ripped off from Halloween. Like because you've got Halloween and you've got Friday the 13th. One, both of which were like, you know, dates on a calendar. Yeah. Good dates on a calendar. And they're good slasher movies. So like right. you could do a slasher parody based on. So it really doom. does. It really looks like this thing is mostly about vampires and universal monsters. That's the thing. Uh, it doesn't look like. it's uh, Okay. About okay. So, okay. Pre looking at the trailer mm-hmm. and just based on this poster, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you we're going to be trapped in a spooky house. I almost guarantee you we're going to be trapped in a big spooky house and there's going to be monsters in it uh and 
probably almost no slashers or murders. That's what I'm guessing. Um, that sounds that sounds like a good prediction. In in, a, in I mean, there is a spooky house on the cover. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is with the woman. I think the guy looks like he's in. I can't tell if that's a dress shirt or pajamas. Looks like pajamas to me. And then there's a right. kid. And then there's a woman. I think she's just a woman. Like, I don't see anything remarkable. I have to say, by the standards of 80s uh, painted posters, this is one of the worst posters I think I've ever seen. Let me see if I can find a... Also, uh, it says Saturday the 14th twice on it. It does. It says Saturday the 14th. And then in bigger font, a little little further down, it says Saturday the 14th. You're absolutely right. In addition, it... uh, also, oh, here's a here's a slight. Well, that's that's no, it's very blurry. I'm trying to find a a, a better picture of it. Um, it also has the the tagline under there. You see the other tagline? The year's number one horror comedy spoof. <laughs> that's a. Which that's a I'm guessing really it didn't joke. have a whole lot of competition. Yes, yes, yes. Right, that would be the joke. Okay. Uh, I. So I'm not finding a better shot of that particular version of the poster, which is the version that has the the name on it twice but i mean i can see a, a another crappy one um but not a better one uh but i am seeing that's not helpful like just larger images let me see if this is Ooh, here we go oh is there another one um okay. it's no it's the same poster but it's a but, uh but much clearer better. shot yeah here, here you go uh link I don't think I'm going to like this poster more just because it's bigger. I'm just warning you right now. No, I don't either. Uh, those those definitely appear to be pajamas. I don't think there are any knives on this cover. Oh no! Okay, that, that was a uh, that was a shirt cuff on uh, Uncle Deadly slash Vampire over here. Uh, oh yeah, so that is just a vampire. It's not the it's not the the luck the 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 creature from I, life. It's it would have been a green vampire. Yeah. This one at least doesn't have. Um, the Saturday the 14th logo twice. Um, this lo- does look very collectible, and now I suddenly want this in my house. Well, you should buy it. Um, I probably should. Uh, like, uh, this poster suggests to me this is a straight-up vampire movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's... Uh, this is going to be one of those things where I think they're going to call it Saturday the 14th, but the F with the idea that they're going to tie it to Friday the 13th. I bet you this movie predated Friday the 13th. The movie or the development. script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The script. And then right. he went, what if I called it Saturday? What if I called it Saturday? Oh, well, we'll give you money for that. All right. Well, let's let's watch the trailer okay. and see All if right. that I changes am, our opinion. On this I, am, I am suddenly <laughs> feeling incredibly uh, unhopeful. Trick? About this movie. <laughs> yes. Me. However, me wait, wait, wait. I, I do, do need to say before we watch the trailer, mm-hmm. I told my wife that we were doing this. <clears throat> and my wife goes, oh, I love that. Uh, I you love that movie. Seen it? What? Oh, my wife is definitely. My wife has seen seen a lot of things. Uh, however, uh, sometimes when my wife says, "I love that," I'm like, "Great, do you want to watch it with me?" Nah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that she means that she would love it in today's context or watching it again necessarily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, however, she's very happy for me that I'm going to be seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her it's only seventy six minutes of your life. You might as well watch it. That sounds to me like like it'd be like seventy six minutes that could be used sleeping. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Well, then then in that case, uh, why don't we go ahead and watch this trailer then? Okay. All right. Let's do it. 
it gets bad on Friday the 13th. But it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. The Book of Evil! Evil? Evil? Richard Benjamin, Paula Prentice. We've inherited a house with a curse. Oh, come on, Mary. You know you don't believe in curses. Well, somebody did the dishes, and we're the only ones in this house. An innocent family driven absolutely batty. Just when you thought it was safe to look at the calendar again comes Saturday the 14th. The year's number one horror comedy spoof. God, look at all these owls. My name is John Hyatt, and I've got bats in my belfry. You know how many? We're charged by the bat. Hold it right there, Matt. No, no, darling, keep it away. No, thank you very much. I'd like to take a look at her neck. Well, if you don't trust me after 311 years of marriage... When I leave this house, there'll be nothing left here to be afraid of. Every shroud has a silver lining. So if you see every other chiller this year, you'll need Saturday the 14th. Oh, is this must be your charming wife. Famine. Ah! War. Major pest control. Dead! It's your chance to laugh at everything that ever scared you. Come on, Billy. Quit fooling around. Give me a kiss, darling. Oh, let me just see who that is. Back for that kiss. Be sure to see it before sunrise. Saturday the 14th. Oh, no. <laughs> this is what we've committed ourselves to now. Oh, no, this will be great. This will be great. So, uh, I mean, first of all, it looks like you were 100% right about a spooky house. Oh, they talked about getting clearly only out. in the spooky house. I don't think they go anywhere else but the spooky house. Um, I don't know if you saw that Jeffrey Tambor is in this movie. Je- I I did. I was I heard the voice first, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah, it looks like Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. That's and, the uh, only person it, I recognize. It, it, it is most remember. <laughs> I do not know who Richard Benjamin or Paula Prentice are. Uh, nor do I. Nor do I. Um, they they have links. At least, that's good. Um, uh, Richard Benjamin was in the Sunshine Boys and Westworld, uh, the okay, ri- original, okay, sure. okay. and Catch Twenty Two. Okay, right, all um, real movies. These are all real movies. Uh, yeah. Made in America, The Money Pit. Okay, yeah. Um, who's the, the other person? Paula Prentice. Paula Prentice was in Where the Boys Are. What's new, Pussycat? Also, Catch Twenty Two. That's weird. Um, the Stepford Wives, the Parallax View. So these are all like real actors in a right, you know, right. Well, which real is, cheesy you know, movie parodies work best with real actors, right? That's that's that. that, that so that, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. This is going to be really great. Um, I'm going to level with you. I'm probably not going to buy this movie as sight unseen. I'm just going to go ahead and probably rent it. Is probably what I'm going to do. So that's weird. I know it's a little strange, but I th- I think I'm not going to keep this one permanently in my video collection. Well, that's very strange. Well, we'll see. Right. I mean, I I I, res- I reserve uh, yeah, like, think the about, right to change my mind. Think about 
what a waste that's going to be when you rent it and then are like, well, now I have to well, buy it. Well, now I have to buy it and I'm already like $3 in the hole. Right. I'm assuming I can get this at my local red box. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that that is probably the most reasonable I, place for me to rent this. I actually, let me look again. I, I did I did look up how we can watch this um, when we discussed doing this. Well, it, it, it appears to be on freebie the free TV channel, but you have to watch it with ads, which may be the best way to watch this. Um, well, it's also on Peacock with ads. Okay. It, it's also on AMC plus. So if you have AMC no, no. plus, well, here, well, here's the thing. I, I, I know. I, I feel like I've told you this secret before. Oh, it's on shutter. Okay. I don't have shutter, yeah, but you have shutter. No, I don't, but I've, but you like horror movies. I know, but I, I have like 50 streaming services. <laughs> No, no, you should add one more. Um, I feel like I've told you my secret before, which is when I'm one of five people who still has a physical Netflix account. Yes, yes, you have I, mentioned which that. Which yes, exactly, where I get my phys- my physical DVDs. That so is I, bananas. I, it, it is possible that I can get myself a physical copy of this and watch it that way, which would be probably preferable for me than watching with ads. I do not like watching movies with ads. I cannot do it. So, do not enjoy. That's a toughie. I might, I might, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, I mean, clearly you saw from the, from the trailer, uh, you know, uh, Scream Factory has reissued it on, in a Blu-ray restoration. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you should probably buy it. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it seems to have all the kind of things that we like. It's mm-hmm. monsters and right. physical costumes sure. and, you know, creepy bats. gags, right? And some, bats some, that some people think are special owls. effects. That sort of thing, your owls. Uh, I did. Here's the thing. I, I did learn this. I'm just going to put this out there as a PSA. I did re- learn recently that if you ever see a bat in your house, you need to immediately get rabies shots, right? Even if you have not been bitten. Wait, are or, you serious? Oh, yeah. If you have a bat in your house, bats can bite you sure. uh, and you won't know it. You oh. can sometimes be bitten by a bat and, and not even know it. And if you actually wait until. Uh, after you get rabies, uh, it may be too late and you might die. Oh, wow. No, I never knew that. I, I have at least twice in my life had bats in my house. Not this house, thankfully. But nope. back when I was in my my college uh, years. Nope. Yeah, I mean, well, thank goodness you survived. But in the future, if, if, if you or your family uh, have a bat in your house, you should immediately go and get in a really elaborate uh, set of rabies shots. It's Wait, like hold four, on. Are you? It's four of are them. you? Are you messing with me? So try why would I mess get, with you? So that I have to get elaborate rabies shots. Ask a like doctor a about this. Hey, my wife's a doctor. That I is, could ask her. This is. I. I wouldn't play it. If... <laughs> Jordan, you think so little of me <laughs> that That's my a... idea of a prank would be to <laughs> trick you into getting rabies shots. <laughs> Well, like getting rabies shots is probably a good thing anyway. So like you you justify it to yourself going like, I'm really. Well, this is a sweet prank. Listen, <laughs> I, next I'm going to trick you into brushing your teeth every day <laughs> as a hilarious prank. I'm not falling for that. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Flossing, man. It keeps away vampires. Really? Oh, wow. Well, anyway, okay, look. All right, we, well, we should we, watch we this actually movie, yeah. spend way too much time on this, and I think uh, the only thing to do now is to watch Saturday the 14th, which we now, I, I know with certainty, has nothing to do with Friday the 13th. 
Speaking of pranks and being tricked into doing yep. something I maybe didn't want to do, we, I, I now feel, yep. feel compelled to go watch Saturday the 14th. Yeah, jerk. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. This is your idea. This is clearly your idea. Nobody knows mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. This is your yeah. idea. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, regardless, I'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we are back and we have watched Saturday the 14th, the Friday the 13th parody, <sighs> where it directly parodies the Friday the 13th movies. <sighs> no. You, oh, are, are, you, are you just exhausted from like your side splitting? Is that what I'm catching? Uh, from side splitting and, and being on the edge of my seat from in terror as well. No, I'm, I'm exasperated at how little aka nothing this had to do with friday the 13th oh no 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 we were 100 percent tricked this is as if we were in uh we were the movie uh going public in 1981 and we rolled up to the theater and said saturday the 14th well i know what friday the 13th is i bet this is a hilarious send-up of it and then you go in and it's not and it's not whatsoever um our, look, I'm going to lay my cards on the table here. Please do. And say that... I can't believe what that, you're about to say. I <laughs> that, that I found this, uh, while not relevant to, <laughs> uh, to this podcast in any way, I found this to be uh, a charming, oddball time capsule of a movie, and I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it. I did not <laughs> laugh. I thought the performances were so bad, kind of across the board. I thought the plot was really dumb. I well, no, I'll give you that. The plot, <laughs> not a, not a, it, yeah, the plot, plot is not particularly complex or interesting. Yes, I like. Right? I didn't think it, and I mean, what? Like, I don't know. I didn't think it was well shot or well like done. Obviously, wait, and wait, like, wait. Where did you watch it? At my house. No, no, no. Did you watch it on Amazon? Was it the no, I, I watched it on. Um, no, I watched it on uh, what Peacock with with commercials. So there were commercials in it, okay, which were significantly better produced. There wasn't <laughs> actually there wasn't commercials in it. Actually, I think it was like like two or three minutes of commercials before it, it ran. I, they didn't oh man, I, I, I I'm not sure. Okay, so so I'm curious as to what your experience was because when I watched it, it was on it was on Prime, but it was on like there were like freebie with ads, and it was mostly ads for freebie. Uh, sure, yeah. But uh, and I'm curious. Well, ads in in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. So about, this about one every didn't break 10 it to up. 50, every ten to fifteen minutes, I got to see an ad for a post Malone documentary that was uh, <laughs> that was going on. <laughs> it was mostly like here's a ten second ad, and then here's three minutes of ads in a row, and um, uh, it did feel a little like I was watching it, you know, late at night, and then sure. being interrupted by commercials. So maybe that was appropriate. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. But it was also in four three framing. It was definitely I don't know what what you, if yours was a full letterbox or whatever, but mine was in four three framing and looked like I was watching a VHS copy of the movie. It oh, looked wow. awful. It was absolutely. I mean, probably. In oh, retrospect, no. I probably should have sprung for the Blu-ray because that's who I am. It, well, okay. Oh my God! Tell me you're joking when you say that because no, we I, just two hours ago 
joked about that idea of you going, I'm not going to spring for this one. And me going, but when you love it, you're going to wish you owned it. And, and now that and happened. I mean, it's possible because I, oh. I, I did. I did. <laughs> look, look, I can totally see this being a, a, a double header with Monster Squad. Right. Monster you... Squad is good, though. Monster Squad is like high quality. Listen, I will admit I haven't seen Monster Squad in a while, but. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah, it yeah. it seems like it is good. Uh, I'm actually calling up Peacock on my phone because I want to uh, remember if it was full f- uh, frame or not, or if it was a four by six. Okay, well, so I clicked it, and yeah, it's going to do 162 seconds of commercials. So okay, in, good. In so 162 let, let, seconds, let me know, know in 162 <laughs> seconds which framing it's in because I think I, I'm on the edge of my seat. I think um, I don't. I remember thinking it doesn't look like low quality. Um, like again, it does look low quality in, t- in actual life, right? Sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, um, sir, yes. But like, it didn't look like like low resolution. I remember thinking, okay, like it looks decent. Oh, um, so I think it probably was like this a, was definitely like as if I had rented this at my local warehouse video and music. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. No, no. So, so it it looks it looks spectacularly awful, um, but I think like maybe maybe uh, it, it was to its benefit. In my no, here's the thing. I it's not high comedy. I also don't necessarily go in for comedy. Uh, you know, I, I I did a lot of comedy for many many yeah, years yeah. in in another life, and comedy remains not my uh, genre of choice when I when I need entertainment usually. Uh, but I thought there are some things that this movie does commit to. And I think it, in particular, I think what I enjoyed the most was uh, Richard Benjamin's like straightforward insistence that everything was fine and everything was okay and just kind of a blithe walking through this movie. Yeah, just smiling. Uh, and- smiling throughout the whole thing. I think he made it for me. But like that also extends to like the kids in this movie too are just like, yeah, like constantly justifying to themselves why they're not in mortal peril. Um, I don't know. I thought in general this movie had its its heart kind of in the right place. I thought it was charming. I thought Paula Prentice was also very funny and 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 charming. She and, was probably and, the best performance in the movie, I would say. Like like and everybody I thought in the movie committed really wholeheartedly to what they were doing. There was no winking at the camera like and saying, right? I mean, winking in like the movie winks at the camera. But <laughs> Yes, right. I understand. Yeah. Understand what a comedy is and a parody is, right? Uh, but I think everybody, like, there are some moments, and we'll get there as we do our full beat by beat oh, recap God. of Saturday the Fourteenth. Um, I thought, uh, like, there are some moments where they kind of comedically go for it in ways that are would be that are silly, but they kind of go and hold on the silliness. Um, I felt like it was a movie with a lot of like, I think the overall big comic idea is fine. Right. Wait, 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 Big comic idea is fine. What is the overall big? Okay, well, go ahead. Finish first. I mean, the overall big comic idea is basically non-existent, right? The the premise of it is widescreen. Widescreen. Look at that. Look at that. Much beautiful. Yeah, you're going to you're going to need the Blu-ray, I think. I'm clearly going to. Well, I mean, Shot Factory put it out. They do a nice job with theirs. No, yeah, I'm, I yeah. don't think they wouldn't. I yeah. think they're going to do a good job. Um, no, I mean the 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 basic premise is just what if it was horror tropes, but with a with a slightly funny, wacky, wacky version of it. 
Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm, okay, so I'm just going to say what I'm seeing here, which is that you are holding up your phone to the video <laughs> camera, and uh, it's not possible for me to judge the quality. Well, I know, <laughs> but, it, it, but me holding it up to a camera, it probably is more clear than the thing you described. It Looking I at mean, it here, it looks like any other – I mean, it's on a phone, so it's a little smaller than yeah. um, normal things. But it looks like any other movie nice that you would watch on, your, on, on on streaming. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, no, this was, this, this, this version that I saw, it was full of pops. It had the, had the burn marks from the, like, uh, you know, like the cigarette burns. So they like, they probably got it from an actual, is, they is got, that, this, is, this is, this is the VHS transfer, right? I guarantee you, this is the VHS transfer that I just watched. They, they used to do that at the Alamo draft house near me. And I remember I went to it one time, they had a thing, was it called video vortex where they would literally project a VHS copy of a, of a, of a weird ass movie you've never heard of. This is the weird thing. So I'm also listening to um, uh, Video Archives, which is Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery's podcast that they just started, oh. in which they essentially have you have you heard, have you heard of this? No. Um, so it's they're doing exactly what we were doing here, which is two sure. dudes sitting around talking about movies. So you know, not the most original concept for a podcast. I will. Yeah, grant you guys. This. Get a get an original thing. Don't steal from us all the time. I, I can't believe Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery are biting off of us. No, but they are. <laughs> they sort of have a sort of a series running in tandem with things that are showing at the New Beverly Cinema, which is, Makes which sense. is Tarantino's yeah. uh, movie theater, where they only show movies that they have on film. Right, so they only show movies on film. However, it, it's very clear often when Quentin Tarantino is talking about the movie he is watching, he is watching it on VHS. He is watching it as if he picked it up from the video store. That's hilarious. Which is really, really funny. Which is the gulf between those two formats. Like, I kind of get traditionalism when it comes to records, right? There, there's something nice about, like, listening to a record and yeah. the sound quality is is comparable. Like, the yeah. sound quality is usually very good. And there's the added benefit of the tactile thing of pulling it out of the sleeve and putting it on right. the table and all those things. It's I totally understand. deliberate. Exactly. You right. You you are you are deliberately listening to an album. I totally get that, and I do that. I do VHS. not understand VHS uh, puritanism, right? Where like the the act of watching a movie is somehow translated into a VHS tape. I think I think VHS is one of the worst formats to watch a movie on in terms of like you're not going to get the right framing. Yeah, it's astonishing look like how shit. bad it was. Yeah. I mean, I, back when we were young and we watched it, we had it was it's crazy that we had no idea how bad what we were looking at was. Like we thought we're seeing the movie, like this is just great. Yeah. And it now then then when we got DVDs it was like, "Oh, wow, VHS was garbage." And then when we got Blu-rays it was like, "Oh, DVDs were garbage." Like I can't watch a DVD now I, it doesn't I can't, look I can't good. if i'm watching it on my 42 inch tv i cannot do it if i'm putting it projecting it in my garage and my yeah favorite, it's so. it's too much uh, yeah. but but i mean the only thing that yeah the only thing that vhs is good for is video the, store nostalgia well video store nostalgia but i meant beyond like of actual watching is the idea of like movies that were so rare or bad that they right. can't exist like right. you, some crazy find that you're like this is a movie that no one would ever put on anything digital ever right okay. and and, the, and there were right and there are some like direct to vhs movies mm -hmm. like they came out etc but if you will probably to, never look good ever no matter what you do right no that no that looked like awful because they're shot on tape exactly yep, yep. i mean i think for me i i like to come as close as i can to imagining that i'm in a theater watching it and it, 
mm-hmm. sounds and looks the way it's supposed to. So I am not a VHS person whatsoever. So this was a very weird experience for me to watch Saturday the 14th as if it was a VHS movie, though that is probably the way that most people have seen this movie if they've sure. seen it at all. Right. It did not do well in the theater when it came out. OK, was- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just looking at this, this, the reviews, the critical response on Wikipedia and Variety called the film a pathetic farce, which would seem frail even on TV, for which it should probably have been made in the first place. As usual with recent New World productions, the special effects and in this case, the monster getups are actually pretty good, but they exist in a vacuum of inspiration as to what to do to do with them. And I think that is a really accurate review. That is very accurate. Except, well, I and but I would take issue with that in that I think it actually probably works better at home. I think this is a movie that uh, if you're a kid, the humor is completely gettable, right? The jokes are 100% understandable if you're a kid, but the actual uh, like violence, gore, I mean, there's not too much gore, but there's like some decapitated heads. There is some, there is some blood. There is some real kind of menace there mixed in. Like it is a weird, uncomfortable mix of like of very light comedy, right? Very breezy, light, farcical comedy with lots of monsters. There are a lot of monsters in this movie. At least three or four i know I, I mean there's 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 at least there's the fish man and there's the wolf and the mummy and the guy that looks like a bunch of toes and there's like uh right there, there's a there's there's a bunch of them all run, all running around there's enough monsters in here and decapitated heads and people dying uh right and and and, and some gross stuff and some weird uncomfortable uh teenage nudity Yes, that's true too. Yeah. Right. And so I think for a kid watching this on HBO, which is probably where I'm assuming people probably encountered it, um, it feels a little edgy while at the same time remaining completely comprehensible and in the kid conception of what a monster movie is. See, I, I, I mean, you're right. Everything you're saying is relatively right. But like, just for me, the, 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 the mix of like, I like horror movies that are funny. I mean, I, I like everything to be a little bit funny. Like if, if filming is way, oh, sure. way too serious, like I probably won't like it that much, but um, so I like horror with comedy in it. Uh, but I think the, like you said, you described it as very light breezy comedy and yeah, like that, it didn't work for me, especially cause like you said, then, then you go to a scene where you're supposed to actually, feel like there's danger and it's like but this is joke world this is not the real world where people are making jokes this is joke world and i'm gonna say right it's I mean, it, 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 it is a joke horror. world with uh world calamity stakes right because right? if if some if something goes wrong in this movie the entire world ends according to the logic of the film yes right? yes um okay well, you know what? I, I was going to say, I was trying to think what was the funniest part, but I'm not going to do that because I should wait. We should wait. I, I, until the I, end. I, yeah, exactly. I have things, things to do. Like, like, and, and here's the thing. I don't, I, I probably, this probably shouldn't be an episode where we go an hour 45 on uh, Saturday the 14th. I hope not. No, <laughs> but we, here, I, I have a couple, um, because, 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 look, like in previous episodes, you have been the Friday the Thirteenth expert, and you've had some facts. I have some facts I would like to share about this film. <gasps> oh, please do. I have, I have some th- things that, uh, fun thing. So, do you know who Richard Benjamin is? 
he's the star of the film. He's the dad in the movie. That's the, right. The movie. Well, we, takes, we talked about yeah. him last time that he was in yeah. a, a couple of the movie uh, earlier in the episode. I mean, about a couple of the movies he's been in, but I don't, I don't really, he didn't jump out at me as knowing him from something. Okay. So, so a couple of things. One, apparently he played Van Helsing's nephew only two years before this movie in a Dracula parody movie called Love at First Bite. Wait, there are more than one Dracula movies called Love at First Bite? This one can apparently no. came out in 1979. Wait, Wait is it Love at First? No, I'm thinking of Once Bitten. I was going to say. Well, Once Bitten, that's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. That's Jim Carrey. No, no, no. This is, this is a movie uh, called Love at First Bite. Apparently also uh, could have been called Dracula Sucks Again, which I think is funny. But But yeah, so this is the second movie in two years in which he is in a movie with a Van Helsing and he was Van Hel- he was ne- Van Helsing's nephew apparently in that. I so I did not decide to watch necessarily. What? Why not? Okay. Look, fine. If if you would like to do the spin-off <laughs> podcast in which now we just do movies that are related to Saturday the 14th, I'm fine with that. Oh, we're just going to do it has to be we have to do like a just a degrees. Chain. Yeah, it has to be degree degrees of Saturday the fourteenth is what we're doing. No, no, I just meant we could go away from Saturday the fourteenth, but we watch that one next, and then we watch something connected to that, and da, 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 and we just keep going. Right? Forever. No, I'm look, I'm fine with that. If anybody wants to, if anybody wants to listen to that, I have That's no because, idea. Sure, because you're afraid of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Look, I just need to put it <laughs> off as long as possible. All right, um, all right. So that so, so, but but this he he wasn't he's an actor, sure, but he was also a director, and actually. He has directed a number of movies that you probably have heard of. Let's hear. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, my favorite year with Peter O'Toole. Have you ever seen that? No, but I've, it I've is, heard the name for sure. It is hella delightful. Uh, he did in 1984, uh, which I've actually watched because I was watching it as part of my 1984 movie series, uh, Racing with the Moon uh, with Nicolas Cage and Sean Penn. Oh, not, not familiar uh, with that uh, at all. Which is, uh, it's, it's kind of a small scale drama really well done actually and nicholas cage is delightful uh in it uh he directed the money pit that i again that's another one i saw when i was young yeah i probably saw that when i was like seven or eight years old i actually have not seen the money pit and he directed uh my stepmother is an alien oh and then he also did did a couple sort of like mid-level uh like there was um made in america which i think is will smith I believe, and then there's no, uh, no, no, no. It's right, no? I, I'm on his wiki now, and I'm seeing it. It's Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, but no, Will but Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith is, too. is right. the son. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Right, so right, it's, but you're right. See, his see, name see, is in Will there. Smith is them. the son of Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg, and okay. then Milk Money, which is the sexy Melanie Griffith movie. With it's like the kid who lusts after Melanie Griffith. <laughs> sure. Well, who doesn't? Well, sure. Oh, mermaids um, so, so, with Cher too. Yeah. So I mean, I like he he <laughs> he was he became kind of a mainstream studio comedy director, essentially. Wow. So like some real like you know those are not none of those are giant hits necessarily, but they had their place in the at the time. Right. That's bananas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was married to Paula Prentice. That was a real life couple. Oh, at the time? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense then, because they were, again, they were both in a movie together before this too, right? Like, didn't didn't we say they were in some other movie? Yeah, exactly. I believe so. Yeah. So he's married to Paula Prentice, uh, though 
it feels like he has anti-chemistry with her in this movie, in which he is constantly just giving her pecks on the cheek. There is nothing passionate or intense about their relationship in this movie in particular. Though I think she's really funny, and I can see like like I think they have they have funny screwball chemistry together, not necessarily you know couple chemistry on screen anyway. Um, did you speaking of Paula Prentice? Did you notice anything about her arm? No. No. Was it, uh, no, I guess not. So uh, my wife and I clock this uh, the scene where she goes up into the attic to uh, like uh, she like hears a noise and she finds the owls that are in the attic. Oh, yeah, um, the owls. Go the back. owls. Exactly. Uh, she's holding her arm like she has like a like a uh, like a cloth over her arm or something. And we're like, is she holding like a prosthetic or something going to happen there? No, there's clearly multiple scenes in this movie where she has broken her arm and is wearing a cast. I didn't find this confirmed anywhere, but there's like multiple scenes where they're hiding slings and she clearly has like <laughs> long sleeve shirts so that she can hide like that her arm does not bend. No, and it's I had not no all idea. the scenes, but go when you go back and watch this movie again, which I know you will, uh, because this is going to be a perennial Halloween favorite for you, I can tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll send you the Blu-ray. Um, oh, God. Uh, no, it, 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 it's absolutely clear that she cannot bend her arm for like a good half of the scenes that she is in, especially that big party scene at the end. She is she's like. Like there's like a little scarf that hangs down, but that scarf is clearly concealing the fact that she is in a sling. Huh? No, I had no idea. Which I did I, not know. I bet. In which case, I don't think you even watched this movie, Jordan. Well, it, I certainly watched it. It. I didn't. <laughs> did you not give it your full attention? No, I gave Were it you my on full your attention. phone. Well, only to take notes. No, I wasn't okay. doing other stuff. I mean, I I did take notes. They're not. Yeah. No, I did not study it close enough to notice she broke her arm okay so uh okay so here's another thing uh this movie was rushed into production do you know why because friday the 13th came out uh no because there was another movie in production called thursday the 12th i wonder if it was better (laughs) well i i did look it up it was eventually they they eventually did not call it that they called it pandemonium uh and it looks like just like a uh like a really garbage um like uh college comedy a la like up the creek or like one of those like type of like it's slobs versus snobs and it's just a bunch of people doing shit uh kind of a movie so it's not even a horror movie it's not even a horror parody it's just called thursday the 12th yeah no it's it's, out of here all these assholes uh but uh like there are a bunch of people in it. I reckon I was looking. I was watching the trailer. I did not watch the whole movie, but Judge Reinhold is in it. Paul Rubens is in it. All right, um, so it's a better movie than this. I don't know. And that came out in like 1982, <laughs> so they sort of missed this. So, but but there's yeah, a whole bunch of other slasher like parody movies around this time too. Uh, but like, maybe they involve slashers as opposed to this one. Yeah, like again, this this had not like so. Okay, so let's talk about how it what actually dealt with it. Like it it did. The first time we see the whole Saturday the Fourteenth element in this movie, yeah. it's in the book, but it's also clearly not in the book. Like it's in the close ups of the book in giant letters, but then when we see the kid holding the book, that is not what is in the book. Like it's just. D- did you feel betrayed at that? No, no. So I'm saying. Okay. So so seeing that, I was like was this not even Saturday the 14th when they shot it? 
did they like quickly go they, like they just like ah we need an insert then? yeah yeah like because because well at that point it would have worked now later you do find out they, they do talk about it more they talk about that being the, the worst day and so then the climax i mean right i mean they, it's, it's in there a little bit right there it is in the dialogue yeah so so it's clear that they so they were filming it knowing it was saturday 14th but that is it that is the entire connection like it just is about that date like it i mean uh, to be fair to it the way that i shall be fair to it is to say thank you Friday the 13th really doesn't have anything to do with Friday the 13th. What? No, no, that's yes. Jason's birthday. <laughs> yes, it is Jason's birthday. And, and probably is... the day he died? Uh, no, he actually... the day the first movie takes place. Right, but did he also die on the Friday the 13th? Uh, no, he died on, uh, uh, like, later that week in, in episode four. No, 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 I oh, mean, mean originally, he drowned? drowned. I know he didn't die then, I suppose. Uh, they don't say that he drowned on his birthday, did they? They should have. That would have been better. I don't think they said he okay. drowned on his birthday. It's just his birthday. Also, right. no. You know why? There's a good reason not to do that. Because. Why? Well, it has to do with logic. And these movies don't follow them. So so, so maybe they, they would have done it. logic. But because, as you are aware, Friday the 13th is not Jason's birthday. It is the 13th of a month of some sort. And to say that he both bo- was born and died on uh, that fri- on the Friday the 13th and this movie takes place on that same Friday the 13th it just shows what a victim Jason is <laughs> no i'm saying it beggars belief because because oh it, that's what beggars belief exactly exactly because if he's born on may 13th june 13th the idea that june 13th was on a friday the year he was born the year he died and the year this movie takes place all is like that's the that's a huge coincidence. No, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Mathematically, I don't buy it. Um, where, what, what? Okay, you got more facts. Okay, I, I just, just, just want to say. Okay, <laughs> just one other thing, and then we'll even please, like get please, into please. like what the hell this premise oh, of this the movie real is. Deep premise, yes. So, uh, directed by Howard R. Cohen. Okay. Uh, uh, so this was his first movie. That he, that he was directing. He sure. used to be a party joke editor for Playboy magazine, which makes sense because I think that's about the depth of the uh, level of gag here, which is one liner look and then like look to the camera. Um, he also directed uh, a movie called Space Raiders. Are you familiar with Space Raiders? Uh, shockingly, no. <laughs> shockingly, no. Are you familiar with Battle Beyond the Stars? I've heard of Battle from Beyond. Right, Battle Beyond the Stars was a sort of a complete Star Wars ripoff that Roger Corman produced. Has a cult following now. It also features a uh, a spaceship that looks exactly like a bunch of a, a, a pair of balls that are flying. <laughs> it just looks like a, a ball sack with wings, oh. <laughs> uh, which is a weird thing for a kids' movie, but it hundred percent looks like a, a ball sack, uh, and. Uh, not only not only that, Space Raiders was notorious because it recycled the special effects and the soundtrack from Battle Beyond the Stars. It made a new movie and just used the old special effects and just stuck them in as if there was a... So Space Raiders also has a Balsack spaceship. I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> There we go. That's 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 all I got. Howard um, Cohen did not necessarily go on to do 
uh, a lot of uh, high-profile stuff that we did direct for those keeping score. Saturday the 14th Strikes Back. No. Which came out in 1988, which was the sequel to this movie. So now we got to watch that? No, I don't think so. No. I mean, only, only if like you really want to, in which case I 100% will. Um, I'm sure it's bad. Did it? Did any of the others appear? Did any of the actors come back? No, no other actors. Though apparently, several of the behind-the-scenes uh, folk came back for the sequel. So yeah, um, it, I mean, uh, it, I'm it, assuming that's not even uh, uh, able to be watched. Or uh, why would you say. assume that everything can be found? I'm going to go to Internet no. Archive and we'll no. find a VHS copy on Internet Archive. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Now you're now you're a VHS uh, devotee. Uh, yeah, I just searched on the app that I use, which is uh, Just Watch, to find where things are streaming and whatnot. And Jesus, is Just there. Watch paying you for this? Do we have to say sponsored content Sp- now? Sponsored content. No, this is not a sponsor, as Rhett and Link would say. Also not a sponsor. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I just, in clicking uh, on, on Wikipedia, I'm now seeing, so it was produced by Julie Corman, who is apparently- The uh, wife of Roger Corman. Wife of Roger Corman. And yep. so the person this I'm most excited about, well, I mean, like, obviously Jeffrey Tambor was very good in West Development and- And in Saturday the 14th. No, no. Um, but it was one of the two editors listed is Kent Beta, uh, who apparently edited- uh, a movie that uh, a bunch of movies that are good, like uh, he was one of the editors on Spinal Tap and one on uh, Fright Night and Inner Space and Alien Nation. And he was the editor on the movie that was for a number of years in my in my youth, my favorite movie of all time. The Gremlins, Evil Dead remake. Gremlins to the new batch. Yes. I love Gremlins to so much. I love it. Me it too. Was- it was, uh, I remember where I saw that movie. I remember like the theater that I saw it in. And I remember feeling like, oh, another movie for me. This movie is made for me. Apparently what I liked, because I, we've talked about this, but I really enjoyed Army of Darkness mm-hmm. for the same reason. I liked apparently horror mixed with Looney Tunes violence. That's apparently like was my sweet spot when I was like 13. This yeah, this one uh, it, from from when it came out in 1990 th- through, I don't know, a good until I probably until I got really into Rocky Horror, it was my favorite movie. Uh, so probably I don't know six seven years. Uh, really wow yeah 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 I loved it I loved it I had it so much I had it. My parents taped it for me off of something HBO. Um, I don't know why. On high eight, so you had to like run it through your v- <laughs> like your video camera. Yes, I had to hook my camcorder up to the TV to watch my recording of Gremlins. Kids 2. will never understand this shit. <laughs> they yeah. will never understand. Um, and you know, it's funny a coincidence. Uh, 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 last weekend, I was talking to my parents, and I did confirm with them that I saw Gremlins one, the the initial 84. batch. <laughs> When it came out in the theaters, I saw it in the theaters, 84, meaning I was four years old. <laughs> I was four. I was the age my son is now in would the you, theater would watching you Gremlins. Would consider taking, okay, well, I taking would, Darian to see Gremlins? Okay. Would I consider four. taking him to see Gremlins? No. Would I consider showing him Gremlins? I have considered it. Whenever I consider it, I go, no, no, surely no, not. No, no, That's no, a no, bad no, idea. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. 
I understand why your parents would have done that. Yeah. We are way off track now, by the way. But uh, it's a better movie than. (laughs) What? Gremlins is a better movie than Saturday the 14th. Decided. Fact. In the encyclopedia. You know, reasonable people can disagree. Uh, No, because Gremlins was marketed in such a way that it you could have gotten the wrong idea in 1984. It's PG. It's PG. It's PG. It's Steven Spielberg. It's cool. Yeah, I had like, seen E.T. Right? I loved E.T. Yeah. So I think you could be forgiven for being like, oh, I bet you this is great for kids, even though it's not. Though in general, I think kids entertainment was scarier and less appropriate. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's I find it difficult, even though I did just say I, I am not looking to show it to Darian. It's difficult for me to say it's not good for kids because I've I adored it I thought it was it amazing on I watched kid. it constantly yes it depends yes. on the kid right yeah but it's also a movie that says there is no Santa Claus and we killed him in oh, the chimney that's, that's a very good point. well no it was his dad it was her dad I mean right but yes but but the the the, the two are kind of conflated in the in that story she does and that story isn't that no story Santa is Claus. the reason why I have not shown it to Ellis because Ellis, while not believing in Santa Claus currently, only does so because of logistical reasons and believes there's a team of mailmen who are conspiring to get everybody because they have the logistics figured out. Otherwise, it's logistically impossible so for just, Santa to do it. Just, just mention earlier in the movie, oh, you know, her dad's a mailman. Or her dad was a mailman. And then it's covered. You, you know what? You're a genius. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we go ahead and get into this? And we will right. be, because you love it. So I would like you to give the general premise of the movie and then we will walk, we'll walk through its beautiful right. paces. So uh, I did write down, you know, it's funny. I only wrote down the names of the family members, um, which are the most sketch comedy, uh, like shorthand for family. Yeah, this is John like, and Mary. Billy and Debbie, right? And this Debbie is like this is like the like the parody of like you would not pick these names if you're writing a reasonable movie. So, uh their uncle Henry, uh, J- John's uncle Henry died. Yeah. And he has left to John a cursed house. What's right in Erie, Pennsylvania, which Eerie, I assume has two E's. It's it's a real place. It has three E's. All right. <laughs> what did I say? I said two E's. And I said it has three. Oh my god, you're, you're misspelling it now. Two at um, the beginning, one at the end. Um, it's on three twenty nine Elm Street, which was not a reference no. to Nightmare on Elm no. Street. In fact, that though was... though my wife was like, "Wait a second, that house across the street." I swear that's the that's the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was like, no, it's not. It's not that house. <laughs> yeah, it is reminiscent. But it in is fact, not. I think I think they called it Elm Street to be like it's a normal street, which is probably that's the same how reason. they refer to it. Right, exactly. Which is similar to uh, it, the experience. Have you revisited Splash recently? Uh, no, no, it's been many, many years since that. So right, so in that movie, Tom Hanks makes fun. Uh, like just picks the name like Madison for uh, Daryl Hannah, right? Daryl Hannah's the mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's right. Decides to call her Madison because he doesn't speak mermaid, and he picks Madison 
but then it's a constant running joke throughout the movie what a horrible name that is because why would anybody name somebody madison especially a girl that's funny I, well, well is it did the movie change the culture or yes right oh, that's okay. the that's that's the problem right i mean in a similar way here that where nightmare in elm street changes your perception of what elm street is gotcha uh, now the fact that there are a million tiny uh, little girl Madisons running around totally changes the tenor of that joke in that movie. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So, oh, okay. So I want to talk about this though, because, uh, you know, there's a, you know, it's, it, this is an upset to what is it? His sister, the, J- J- Henry's sister that, that, that he's left this property to John, but then it's a cursed house. Now, John and Mary are excited though. Cause they're like, we just, we, now we, we have, just a, finally a have a house. house. Yeah. We have yeah. a house. Um, but here's the thing that I don't understand. What what was Henry's deal? Because not only did he leave them a cursed house, they can't sell it. They're not allowed to sell it. I think well, what, what happens is that they're becoming caretakers of the book. Oh, so he knows this is right? he's, he's going, not You're telling them what to guy. do with the with the book book is right. Smart. You can't sell the house because it comes what? with the book. Why and you don't you just fall tell? In the wrong hands. Why don't you tell? He, he them? leaves a note. He says he leaves a note in the fridge that says, "Don't read the book." Right. That's not enough of a note. He could have been more clear. Right. He could <laughs> have been more clear <laughs> that there was a literally a book of evil in this house. And then if if you read this book of evil, you will uh, unleash forces which will destroy the entire world. And as you all heard in the trailer, that is literally what it's called. It's not just an evil book. No, it is the book. Titled The Book, the of, book evil. of Evil. Yes. So, um, and it's been around for thousands of years in English. Um <laughs> Well, maybe it, well, it's a magic book, maybe. So maybe oh, okay. it's translated it is a magic into book. like That's what, fair. right, updated into whatever That's language fair. it needs to be in. Yeah. That's very funny. Um, but before, actually, technically, before, I think before we see that, or is it before we see that? Anyway. Well, there's um, a big cartoon prologue that happens. There is a big cartoon prologue, uh, opening credits. But I meant, uh, there's a there's a couple who are sitting in a creepy Transylvanian car. Valdemar and Yolanda. Yes. So now you got their names. I don't. Did they mention their names in the movie? No, I pulled it off the wiki because I I mean, it's probably in the credits in the movie. Oh, that's probably true. In the movie, I just assumed that was meant to be Dracula because he makes reference to the events of Dracula. Does he? Okay, I'm not as familiar with the actual Dracula. He he talks about that Harker woman back in London, and that was Mina Harker from dracula so that's why i was like oh he's just dracula he's just a which a is bald probably dracula. right i mean I, I i don't i don't know if they're being so precise with this that it may, it's maybe meant to be dracula and we've re- referring to them as valdemar and yolanda maybe those are their americanized names right they <laughs> yeah, come yeah. over to america and they decide to have american names which are valdemar and yolanda right right no, so they can blend in it. the same way that the book is in english so they uh they accidentally wait for the uh, realtor in the middle of the night before she points out she was probably talking about like four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time it was. Uh, and so then we cut to the next day and they're meeting with the realtor to go like, we'd like to buy the house. Uh, and she's like, no, actually, yeah, yeah, maybe it's not, not. turns out it's not on sale because and then we find out it was left to uh, this couple. Right. Um, it's a whole will reading scene. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. This this might be the one time I laughed in the movie. You know, did I laugh or did I my brain just go? Oh, that's just, funny. Just, just I think get, that, which uh, which, which was is mostly when... how I laugh at things. Anyway, I actually sure. don't laugh out loud. I laugh out loud in conversation. Yes. When we're actually watching something, I go, oh, well played. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but it was the joke uh, when they're waiting up front of the house, the house and the realtor says, 
you to have children? And they say, as often as possible. Um, as often as we can, which is funny because they're vampires and they and they like to eat and kill children. Now that's a little bit at odds with the end of the film, but we'll we'll get to that. Well, at the end of the film, they are good guys. We'll 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 get there. We'll get (laughs) there. (laughs) We'll get there in an hour and a half, so it'll be fine. Um, Well, so I mean, oh, I also thought it was funny that he leaves his his uh, bitchy sister uh, three thousand overdue library books, but then they they, actually come and bring them. Well, they bring like fifty. Right, they don't bring three thousand. They bring enough. They bring what the prop department could produce. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, they were like, "We don't have three thousand books. Forget it. We have the ones that are going to be in the house later. We'll use these." <laughs> um. So they move in, and it's a cursed house. It's creepy looking. I I do like the the fact that the house is cursed with only getting the Twilight Zone. The TV only shows the Twilight Zone, which I think is a reasonable joke. And it's and it's and it's I mean, it's not the real Twilight Zone. It's somebody doing a, an it's impression. Doing a, right. And and it's always like mildly relevant to what's happening at that moment, which is actually and, and the impression is fine and well, oh, yeah, done. it's not a bad impression. Yeah, it's not a bad impression. But I think that that's a that's a reasonable, not obvious joke. Right. I think it's it, the fact that the house only gets this and then but they're always trying to explain away everything weird that happens in this house. And I do enjoy the fact that they're doing it right. And not just uh, John, right, the dad, but like Billy does it. And yeah. well, uh, because the, 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 every, everybody is trying trying to make make kind of the best out of it being like, oh, what's well, the lightning? The lightning will do that. So you can't yeah. change the channel. Um Right. It doesn't make and any sense, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all. But they're always trying to sort of talk themselves out of the fact that it is a cursed house when it's clearly a cursed house. Right. They walk into the living room and when they turn on the lights, the candles turn on. Yes. Which, again, which is also a, is a totally fine joke. Well, yes, yes. But it, but that and that's definitely a, a strong emphasis of this is joke world. Like, so, again, it's almost like impossible to talk about the film in a sensible way because it's like you flip a light switch and, and candles turn on like it's it's not a world governed by logic. It's a world governed by gag. Um, so that, and that's fine. It's a fine gag. It's a fine gag. It's, um, did did you misunderstand? This is the comedy. Yes, but <laughs> are you, are you, difference ma- are you mad that this comedy right. is operating all right. in joke all right. world? All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. <sighs> Let me think about this. Let me think about this. Uh, because like, that's not my preferred mode of comedy. Usually. Right. I like. That's you like me, it to be a realistic between... horrific situation. That, no, no. That, that, no. Well, I mean, sure. But, but, to me, the easiest example for this, and I think it's one that a lot of people know, and if people are, are too young listening to this, they won't know it, but is Ghostbusters versus Ghostbusters, right? The original Ghostbusters was a movie about the world, and obviously there's a supernatural element imposed on it that's not real, but the comedy of the movie is that the Ghostbusters are funny. They are funny guys who say funny things and react funnily funny right and lewis tully is funny as well as he's a little bit of a weirdo but like not so weird that it breaks reality like it's like this is all relatively reasonable this is recognizably our world but there's lots of jokes in it and it's funny the remake of ghostbusters takes place in joke world the ghost it's not a movie about four women who are funny it's a movie about a world that is silly and so like a sign on the wall is funny a tour guide is funny the everything that you see is funny um and that it didn't work as well for me. 
like it like because i because again i feel like ghostbusters is, you know i don't talk about my my job that much but ghostbusters is a is a one of the movies that we reference a lot when we talk about uh deadpool what makes deadpool work because we want to make sure that the, that you have very funny stuff happening but we also want to make sure there are stakes because ghostbusters is a movie where i feel like you believe the stakes but the ghostbusters are funny the other one we reference a lot is um we me and jerry duggan used to reference a lot when we were working on deadpool was uh big trouble in little china yeah a very funny movie because it's got dumb characters in it in that case in some cases but the world is meant to be not real but like serious relatively serious if a little people could die in it right right right. Um, and you're not going to laugh when people die um in that movie really um now that's not, again that's now that's not to say I However, don't ever like right. silly movies. Monty Python is silly all the time. I, I, I recently rewatched Austin Powers and it kind of held up. Like there were parts of it that were very funny and it's a very silly world. It's not just Austin Powers is silly. Everything is kind of silly. Like he's the silliest part, but other things are silly too. Other other things are various degrees of silly. So his silly is his silly is not irrelevant, right? right. When we, yeah, yeah. Um so, so but, but, but this but I think this movie wants to have a joke world in which people actually die because lots of people die in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people really die. Oh, really? This is a snuff film? <laughs> really? Well, this is the, remember remember the snake from the first movie? Oh. It's this but like times 14. Dang. Yeah, did you count the victims? It's exactly 14. Are you joking with me? I'm joking with you. Okay, I did not yeah. count. I, that, I, I, I don't think I was sitting there going, I don't think there's even close to 14 people who die in this movie. Well, um, all the party guests die. Every single do. one of the party guests die in this movie and the <laughs> and the next door neighbor. Anyway, but all right. Um, so 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 Billy in joke world. Right? We, we are in one of the running world. gags is that. They think all the bats are owls. And this comes up multiple times after, throughout the movie. This was probably my favorite joke in the entire thing. I love the way Just because they commit to it? They commit to it and they don't <laughs> let it go. And you, and, and you can see the writing, right? Like, like I, I talk about sometimes how like you, you can see the writer room or the, the person working on the script here. And I get it. But I totally love it. Like this is the. Uh, I'm laughing like, way what? more at this podcast than I do. <laughs> That's just FYI. I mean, like, so, so John and Mary, I'm, uh, we're actually basically there in the in the movie right now sure, as yeah. we're sort of walking through it. But John and Mary are in the bedroom, and they're like, "Oh, uh, you know, this is uh, the real estate agent comes back and is going to like sneak into the house or something." I don't remember exactly because she because she thinks. Agent, she she acknowledges that the house is cursed and that they will having spent a day there are going to get out of there right eventually right. right so so she comes back and then there's like a cutaway where she's like ah it screams something happens uh and they hear that from the bedroom and and uh john says something like oh what was that and it's like oh must have been an owl and they go open the open the curtain and there's a very very visibly a bat fluttering up and down and he goes, oh, you're right. It was an owl. And then and then they do commit to it them being owls 
until eventually they say bats in their belfry eventually later. But oh yeah, he does. He does, does, does other, break that because they, they because they want to make that joke ten times in a row. They want which is that <laughs> I like that joke less than that all yeah, bats are owls significantly less. Yeah, exactly. But but I enjoy that they basically like there's an oblivious obliviousness to this family consistently, right where they are either not noticing or being uh, deliberately unaware of the danger of this house. Yeah, because she when she go you mentioned her going up to the attic. She goes up the attic and there's like a ton of bats there, and she's like, "Oh, these owls." Yeah. Um. So so Billy is the little boy, as we've yes. mentioned, and he finds this book, the Book of Evil. And the way this Book of Evil works is, uh, like, I mean, you said there was a note that said, "Don't read the yeah. book." Well, yes, because literally, if you just open the book and turn the page, the monsters just come out. There's there's a photograph. Well, does he reads it? He reads it out loud, right? No, maybe sort of, kind of. Maybe he does, but if he does, it's it not like really he's matter. saying like you know, Oosh, knock, knock, condom knock, knock, knock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's he's just like oh, they're I, like he. I don't remember, and I don't remember him saying like, if you read this, the monsters will come out. Like it's she's just flipping through this book, and so there's a photo. I think it's a photo. Was it a photo or a drawing? It was a photo, right? I think they're photos. There's photos. It's a monsters. book that book that's thousands of years old, but it has photographs in it because sure. There are photos of monsters in it, and when you turn to the page with the photo on it, the monsters beam out of it, Star Trek style. In uh, like like a very, I mean, the, the animation in general in this movie <laughs> is very very janky, but I kind of loved it. I kind of oh, love the absolute uh, shitty and like uh, optical effects and animation that's happening in this movie. So Billy literally like looks at a photo, sees a monster, sees the monster disappear in front of his eyes, and he goes, "What the?" And she turns and he, the page. And he keeps going. He just keeps going. He keeps going. Smartest kid in the world. This so, kid. so a bunch of monsters get out. Oh yeah. Um, and what do they do? And the answer is, at first, nothing. Nothing. Like, like yeah, they just go, "Okay, I'm out. I guess I'll keep live out of sight. In, I'll just live in this house now." Um. So you I mean, get not, some not for much longer. I mean, not for much longer. The uh, you know, I mean, like I think it think. It's this evening that Billy gets attacked by one of them. Yeah, but 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 yes, except that why do they bide the afternoon? <laughs> just well, they, hiding. They're hungry. They're just hanging out. Sure, they want to do dishes. As the as monsters in general in this movie seem more interested in partying and hanging out than necessarily exterminating all the residents. That maybe they're waiting for Saturday the fourteenth. Quite honestly, because you're right. It's that the, night. The, the book knows. Right, this is Thursday the twelfth or whatever it is, because we'll get to Friday the thirteenth and then we'll eventually get to Saturday the fourteenth, which is when they're gonna have the big party. Right? They're gonna have like a housewarming party of some sort with all the relatives. Um but so I mean they don't have anything to do until they end the world on Saturday the fourteenth. The book knows that Saturday the fourteenth is coming up. Right. So assuming they do too. And it's just a coincidence that that he read the book a couple days before Saturday the fourteenth. Well, thank Speaking God he did, because otherwise there wouldn't be much of a movie. Sure. Well, yeah. actually, in that case, I wish. Anyway, um, oh. so so oh, he laying down snaps. <laughs> no, that was terrible. So so uh, Billy, like you said, that night, uh, one of the monsters is in, his, is in his room and he screams and his parents wake up. And see, what feels weird is that like I'm telling the story like as if it's a story, as if it's like a normal story instead of like a goof goof-a-thon but anyway uh so so john comes in john comes in and we get us again like not a terrible bit which is john 
doesn't see the monster doesn't see the monster and literally is going there's no monster do you see a monster and literally the monster is like doing a jokey hiding behind his back like like keeping well, exactly here, behind I'm him. I'm going to pause for a second to mm-hmm. describe the monster Please. because, and I'll describe the monster the way that my wife described it, which is how she remembered it when she was a kid and saw this movie, which is that it's the monster that has uh, toes for eyes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I can see it, that. Right. I, I will give it this. It is not just, they did, it doesn't do the monster squad thing of we brought a swamp thing and a mummy and a, I mean, there is a mummy, but like, it's not just, classic universal style monsters with a twist there are some weirdo things like this thing does look legit weird it looks a little bit like if you're familiar with Reese from uh return of the jedi if you hmm. turned this in his entire head uh tilted it backwards and then just uh, stuck it vertical on his next right it looks a little like that like big you know, big big prehensile eyes you know who he reminded me of and then like looking at this this other character now i i I see there are quite a few differences but i still it's still i see why it reminded me of it is did you ever see the explorers yeah oh yeah 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 reminded me of the alien and the explorer spoiler for the explorers if you haven't seen that (laughs) i feel like they yes less goofy Little less, little, little, little scarier, but yes, you know, I can totally, to- totally get behind that. Which is funny because that movie is not a goofy movie. That is a less goofy movie than this. But you're it's right, that fair, alien it's, is. More it's goofy. a pretty goofy movie. Is it? Le- right. Not as goofy best. as this. At least the back. I watched it like six months ago. All right. Well, then one. you know better than I do. Yeah, yeah. but uh, at least the back half is pretty, pretty darn goofy. So. Um, so 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 he's he's this this thumb there this this toe monster is 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 just kind of like prancing around right behind him and then uh then the, then oh, he, he wins he he wins by beating it with the book and like he takes oh, the book right, from right, un, right. under his pillow and he beats him with it and he it like zaps like, him it like yeah, it, zaps it, him like, and he hurts him right there's some like electricity that comes from the book so the book has some power over the monster if you right? come if you come from the book the book can physically harm you or although actually not even just if you come from the book because later we'll see that it hurts the the vampires too although maybe they came from the book i suppose yeah look the, lo- the logic is not airtight i'll give it that so um, but like uh eventually like like John, this is another John... scene that has a joke i like though okay what is it which is that after the son screams and John goes to get him, he knocks over his lamp. Uh, he turns on his lamp and knocks it over. Yeah. And when he goes back to bed after putting his son back to bed, he just turns the lamp off on the floor, <laughs> tipped over and gets back into bed Steve, and then gets like, back there... up again and turns it back on again on the floor. <laughs> that is like that is some reasonable attention to detail when it comes to joke structure. <laughs> Right. There's commitment to like that is a small bit of business that you did not have to do. Sure. Right. Sure. Like they did. They were not required to do that bit of business, but they did. Right. I think there's something nice about that. Um, but so meanwhile, so while John has been out of bed, uh, Mary has disappeared. Right. Uh, right. So so she she is not there and she but she does does, in fact, return. And the implication very heavily is that she has been, well, not, not implication. She has literally been bitten by a vampire. She has like two bite marks on on, on her neck. I was so confused by this because it's not a traditional vampire. Well, no, no, not, that's not why I know. I, I, I know that like there are, there are versions of vampires where they go, yeah, you have to be bitten three times and you have to this and that and all the other thing. And, and, and these, these, these vampires are not affected by sunlight. I was confused because I was going, are we supposed to believe and later confirmed that Jeffrey Tambor bit her? And I was going, well, how? 
like I thought he can't get in the house. And the answer is no, he can get in the house whenever he, he wants. He can get in the house. I thought for for a while <laughs> that it was going to be a they need to be invited in, nope. right? Kind of a gag, but that's nope. not really the case. No. He could go in whenever he wants. Whenever so he wants. so why did he waste his time in there biting the wife? Why didn't he just look for the freaking book? And also, why did he wait until they had moved in? And like, it seems like why go through the whole rigmarole of we're trying to buy it? Oh, it turns out they bought it. Like, just go in the house and get the book. And then steal the book. Right. Um, mostly but again, I'm talking about Sense World. And that's right, exactly. That's not, not the world that we're, that we're in. Um, okay. So, 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 but everybody survives the night. Uh, and so now uh, in the next morning, they're all downstairs, they're having breakfast. But somebody has mysteriously cleaned the kitchen. The kitchen, the dishes are done. And it's a big mystery as to who has cleaned it. Uh, But Debbie, the daughter, comes and she pulls an oversized glove, like a dishwashing glove, out of the sink. Um, And so we look at us. They sort of hand wave that away. uh, Don't really think about it. But the implication is that one of these monsters really likes to clean. Ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. Um, and then also Billy's room has been cleaned as well. And uh, No, the mother cleaned that. Oh, no, she didn't. What? I, I don't think so. Because she said, I just picked up a couple of things. But then oh, I, I just believed her. Oh, I, I, I just thought. I think, I think this is part and parcel of it, oh, right? Man. Is that I think, I think the, the intention is that the monster has cleaned it and has also cleaned away the book that was, uh, that, that was underneath Billy's pillow. But wait, 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 wait. But no. how could they actually move it? They can. I know how they can move it. They had gloves. Remember? No. You could but they, touch that, it. No, this is you're wrong about because the mother then goes and shows that she knows where the book is. Later in the movie, she goes to get the book for for. So Voldemort. there are two cleaning things right yeah. adjacent yeah. to each other, and they don't have anything to do with each other. I know it's not. A Are good you movie. saying this movie takes place <laughs> in joke world? Yes, because late because then late the, the next night or some night. Uh, 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 Jeffrey Tambor like com- commands her, compels her to go fetch the book. But when she touches it, it zaps her too. And right. um, uh, and then he goes, "All right, never mind, go back to bed." And that's a joke. You see, that's the all right. Forget it. All right. Um, so, so 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 then then after this, so the parents have to go out because they have to go get a new window and they get to get some curtains for the house. Right, because uh, the monster broke the window. Yeah, because yeah. the monster broke the window, which Billy was like, "Oh, it must have happened last night while I had my nightmare," which is a really plausible explanation as to why you broke a window, right? Because eventually he hits him with a book and the right monster yes, falls out. Sure. Um, but uh, now it, this is the part of the movie that's directed clearly by the director of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Uh, because not as good, it, but sure. Right, not as good, but it is literally just as pervy in which underage daughter is about to take a bath in the uh, in, in the upstairs bathroom. It, and what, spend, is she actually under, underage? Probably, right? In the in real life, it doesn't matter because she's clearly underage in this movie. Well, I, you say clearly and I say I, I my I would say probably like I don't know that it's 100 percent clearly. I'm willing willing to assume that uh, daughter who is probably. living at home is probably underage, probably. right? And most, you know, I guess you could argue it, I suppose. But the, anyway, but. You know she what? She's young. not listed on the, the wiki. Uh, Carrie Michelson or something like that. But anyway. She must be on, I know I'm sure she's on IMDb, but I'm saying IMDb, I'm in but, the wiki. I, do, I don't see any list of, of, but of her. But re- regardless of her either movie age or actual age, 
her getting undressed to get in the bath is treated with such ogling, for especially for the for a PG movie that is really is a horror movie. For is kids. it PG? It's PG. It's PG, and I know because I I, fin- I watched the whole movie all the way through the credits, and up came the uh, blue and white slide that used to be at the end of movies uh, that says PG and definitely right. says PG. And there's also this was pre PG thirteen, so if it wasn't R, it was PG. Okay. Um. But boy, it hangs on her like taking off all her clothes and like lingering panty shots and just like yes, that is very it true. is very very uh, true. You could have shot this any other way <laughs> and not make it a weird like pervy thing, but they I think definitely chose to make it weird and pervy. Well, good good news. She was born yeah. in sixty one. So she was she was maybe like nineteen at the time of the film yeah. in the movie. Sure. Great. Good. Thank God. I feel better about it. Yes. It still feels super porny and weird. No, sure it is. And so it's all in service of a really dumb joke, uh, which is uh, there's a, a Jaws joke. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Jaws sound alike on the soundtrack, and the Jaws fin in the bathtub is attached to a fish man who yeah. then uh, surprises shark her. Right? on his head. Yeah, exactly. As and he's swimming around. And, and, and obviously, again, explaining jokes is what makes them funny. Um, he's too big to fit in under the water. Like it's not physically possible that he could have what? been in there. I know. And yet he does. And then he pops up from Stop like between her legs and she's, me, she's, she's freaked out and she screams. She does manage to put a towel back on. So no worries there. Uh, but she gets out of the bathtub and screams and runs and runs around, runs around, runs around. And how does she end up falling asleep? Uh, she gets knocked out because there's a big, the policeman comes in, Right. Uh, who lives next a, door. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's a policeman who lives lives next door, and he hears the screaming in the house, and he runs in, and he says, "I don't want any trouble." And then he shoots the uh, fish monster a bunch of times, but the fish monster strang- strangles him to death. And I think in the struggle, Debbie is not unconscious, and then Billy has the worst fucking plan of all time. It's so this stupid. is the dumbest. So Billy doesn't want to get caught by his parents that they're like that. Anything is weird. I think he wants like, to cover. He wants to cover yes. up that a fish man tried to. But hold on on that, because, yes, you're right. But like, it's so silly because. Like, this is not a one second chase sequence. Like, this because, is like no, a couple of minutes. A oh, yeah. and, and, and he and her are interacting and she is aware of the threat. Like, she could have been his ally in this fight but instead he's like she's unconscious better she not know any of this i i better cover this up too so my parents don't know that a that a policeman was killed while trying to shoot a fish man who tried to like attack my sister in the bathtub well it is his fault it is his fault right so he's trying to oh i guess so he's trying to cover up the fact that he opened the book of evil unleashed the fish man um sure but his plan then which is the worst plan, right? And easily could have tur- like sent this movie in a whole different direction uh, is that he's going to put Debbie back in the bath while she's unconscious. In her towel. Uh, to, in her towel. Well, the to towel make, is in the tub now. <laughs> yeah. She has, to, she has to like, to, to make it seem like, oh, she was just taking about this whole time and I'm just hanging out and watching the Twilight Zone. Uh, and 
it's this plan is immediately bad because he, she sinks under the water because she's unconscious. Yeah. Uh, and he lifts her up and sort of props her up. And then and then he goes downstairs to watch TV. Uh, so she could wake up in the shower or the, in the shower, in the bath and think, bathtub. yeah, I just put on my towel and got in and, and fell, fell asleep. asleep. Wait, why would I leave the towel on again? No. But, and, and like not only that, she very easily could have just died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She like almost very died, easily yeah. could have just died. Yeah. Um, but the parents do come back in and 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 uh, Mary is wearing a beautiful pair of sunglasses, which I think is due to her vampiric uh, light sensitivity mm-hmm. is what I think is being implied here. Uh, and then, you know, they're like, great, here's our, here's our window or whatever. And then it may be my, my, my favorite scene in the entire movie coming up and they're going to have some lunch. And casually the dad is assembling the worst sandwich in the world sure i really enjoy the casualness with which he is just putting peanut butter and bologna and cheese and pickles and what else just on the sandwich and it's just part of the background of the scene and i it's really a, enjoy it it's a real scooby-doo sandwich oh yeah it's a, it, oh it's a it's a it's a dagwood if if it was like, uh, but the peanut butter makes it disgusting, mind you. Peanut butter is good on things that you might not realize. Look, I, you're talking to somebody who has like on a semi-regular basis eaten hot dogs with peanut butter on them. Okay, I've never done that. So that's it's, amazing. It's totally reasonable. Okay. Um, tried it when I was in uh, sixth grade. Figured out it was pretty good. Continued to do it. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes. This is where my notes ended. <laughs> this is where you're like, you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck my this. brain just kind of went, oh, what? Like, no, I can't. I can't, can't, can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I totally understand. And I got you. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the Wolfsbane joke that got you where you're like, never mind. Please explain. explain oh, well, they're, everything. they're unpacking all the bags of groceries and they pull out. Uh, you know, it's all sorts of things. They have, there's some Count Chocula. There's mm-hmm. some Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out a can that says Wolfsbane. And and the, and the dad is like, oh, your mother must have picked that out. And they deserve, like, like keep going. I enjoy the fact that there is a can of Wolfsbane. <laughs> I think that's totally fine. Um, so, but uh, mom is not there having a clean. She has gone up to the up, upstairs attic uh, where, she, where she hears something, at which point she is attacked by owls. And this is important. Uh, because uh, they're actually bats, of course. Right. Uh, but John is then convinced that they need outside help. Right. And so, right, this is this is this is where the plot really takes a turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. then we're going to really start to uncover the mystery of this book of evil. And so they call the exterminator. Right. And so apparently they call the only exterminator that is uh, that that in 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 wait now they go through a couple a couple of things but they 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 choose one. And this one has an exterminator named Dun 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 Van Helsing, right. uh, which I do enjoy. He is uh, when when we introduced him, he is reading the Exterminator Gazette, which the headline is "30 Thousand Cockroaches Die in Pittsburgh," which I think is. Uh, I, I was happy that they made a custom newspaper just for that joke. I just appreciate commitment to yeah, making making newspaper props because they're often terrible. Newspapers and movies, this is my bugaboo as a graphic designer, uh, that newspaper, fake newspapers often look terrible. People are not good at faking newspaper fonts, but this one sure. looked good. Yeah. Uh, 
So Van Helsing arrives at the house and it's, it's sort of. Oh, my very- God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking up this actor who played Van Helsing. Yes. Severn Darden. Which is a great name. That he's in. Yes. And I was seeing that he was in two Planet of the Apes movies. And I was like, OK. And a bunch of other movies I've never heard of. And then I'm looking down further, further down his list. He was in a movie. Now, we've talked about this off air. Uh-huh. He was in Real Genius. No. Okay, fun. It says he played Dr. Meredith. I'm not sure who that is off the top. Uh, I, You know what? I am So I, am, I, I just got the new 4K version of Real Genius in the mail. I'm going to be watching it on Saturday. I will be able to report back on everything that Professor Meredith does and whether or not he has a uh, really attractive Transylvanian accent in uh, that movie as well. No, of course not. Of course no, not. Not with a name like Meredith. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, no, well, I'm excited to find out. But anyway, so he basically, this is where sort of the uh, exposition machine sort of kicks in, right? And so, uh, yeah. uh, but 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 he's there to very quickly realize that he's under there on under pretense that he has been on the trail of the book of hell for longer than you would like to hear about or some some something something along those lines okay and here is the here is uh this scene here where he shows up and he's standing on this on the on the on the stair landing uh yeah they heard this in the in the trailer yes go ahead yes uh where he uh he says at the exterminator's office we have a little motto when i leave here there will be nothing left to be afraid of and he lifts up his cape like a like a dracula and just as he is doing this, Mary is also coming down the stairs and she does some really, really committed screaming work in which she is flailing around. And this is like and she commits to it and really kind of goes for it. Uh, and then he sort of puts a little button on this is like, oh, this must be your charming wife. Yes. And I think it is a committed piece of business. I found it charming. Again, I don't find that, I find this movie more charming than I find it funny necessarily. <laughs> that's most things. Yeah, uh, that's but true. but I thought this was a nice bit of like that could have been awful if you didn't totally go for it. But she completely balls out, goes for it, and does some real intense screaming, flailing, and running around, and it's delightful. When I leave this house, there'll be nothing left here to be afraid of. <laughs> This must be our charming wife. What's for dinner? Yes. Uh, again, another really good moment. Maybe is it the best in the movie? Maybe it's hard to say. I, I, I would say it's up there. It's top three for me. Um, but then they said they so they're so because they're talking to Van Helsing, uh, and it's almost time for dinner. They send the kids into the kitchen to go start the roast, which right. I find impressive that these kids even attempt to go into the kitchen to start a roast. Because I can tell you that my children, if I sent them into the kitchen to start a roast, they would have no idea what to do. Right, right. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have that much of an idea what to do. I would immediately get my phone out and Google some things because I'd be like, uh, okay. Um, oh my God, I totally want to send you back to the world of 1981 and watch you flail around. Sure, sure. All right. um, hopefully I would not start a roast and find that it was replaced with a decapitated head. 
No, no, exactly. So right, they they might so uh, Debbie unwraps the uh, and it turns out it's the head of the uh, policeman mm-hmm. who came by earlier um, and was murdered by the by the uh, fish monster and then t- dragged outside, but then got the head cut off and then brought back inside. So there's a there's a headless corpse somewhere, somewhere. on the grounds is what I'm thinking. Um, so all right, so we're, a lot of things are going to start happening now. Uh, there's a John. John goes up goes upstairs where he finds uh, like like Mary lying very sort of like uh, like splayed on the bed. Um, she's clearly suffering from some sort of vampiric symptoms, uh, though she is delighted by this because she thinks that she is pregnant, which is another form of denial. I think, and mm-hmm. right, they're all sort of deluded to various. Uh, uh, various things, but Debbie runs in screaming because of the severed head that she has found. But then, when they go back downstairs, the it's head a is roast. Gone. It's a roast. It's, it's a, a prepared roast. roast. It's a prepared roast, which is the monsters you, cooked for them as well as cleaned for them. Right. The, the monsters kind of alternate wildly between having like a lot of sort of like I think they care about the house. I feel like they 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 have a they have a certain caretaker quality about them for the house that they have been birthed into. They, they did seem really to try to kill Debbie though. They do, right. Debbie's not of the house. They, but they then why are they cooking them. food for them? Because they saw the roast and they're rain, you know. <laughs> the this, roast this, is of the house. This, this roast can't be unmade. <laughs> Um, anyway, so so but but now there, there's 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 a, there's a big dinner and yeah, uh, they they sit oh, down with dinner. Van Helsing and then this is where Van Helsing really goes to town. Oh yeah, sorry, but but, but let me just mention that they hire an exterminator and he comes to their house and says, "Yes, of course, I'll be. Where's my room? Stay, I'm going to be staying, staying with you right now. <laughs> you think I could just do this overnight?" And it was like, uh, okay. Well, he mm-hmm. never really addresses the the owls. No, he right? never actually he, does any exterminating. No. no. No, no, exactly. Well, he very quickly made like, I'm, I'm in your house under false pretenses and I'm going to stay here. Yep. Yep. Which I think they go along with just, just like everything, <laughs> everything else. Um, so uh, this is where they, they talk extensively about there's going to be a Saturday the 14th party. Right. There's so it was, there, yeah, well, uh, like a housewarming with housewarming party of some sort. And Van, and Van Helsing is horrified, but then sort of is like, but maybe this needs to be the best party of all time. If we throw the best party of all time with lots of Barbara Streisand records, then we're going to generate all this positive energy right. and we can use it to destroy the book or something like that. Right. right? But yeah, positive energy is what we need to combat it. Absolutely. Right. Totally right. sensible. Exactly. exactly. So, uh, this is so 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 a, a, after dinner now we now we begin this movie takes place over multiple days which i guess is it makes sense because we're we have to get to the date that we're supposed yeah. to be on but it's nighttime again uh mary uh gets up in the middle of the night and this is to look for the book but now it turns out because she has been bitten by a vampire she's being now controlled by Voldemort. right that's when he right. get, makes her go get the book and she can't yeah right um but she goes to touch the book but she can't touch the book. It shocks her. And, she's, and, and, and you hear like a voiceover of Jeffrey Tambor as Voldemort being like, oh, well, I guess that didn't work. I'll have to go into the house, which, of course, he could have always gone into yes. the house. But, you know, movie logic or whatever. But then this is my other favorite bit of business. Oh. He's sitting in the car with Yolanda and they have a discussion and he does a little shoulder shimmy. It's oh. a very, very specific like shoulder shimmy that he does to turn into a bat. Uh, yeah, to turn into a bat, and there's a really janky little animation of him turning into a bat, and then he and Jolanda actually going into the house. So we're in the end game now. 
<laughs> we haven't even gotten to the, the 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 alcohol delivery boy. Oh, which 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 also which also is another favorite bit of business. I really do in, <laughs> enjoy. Which part? Which part? <laughs> Just that entire, he's there? The, his entire presence right. and then the fact that John is like, who is that? Yeah, okay. So that that part I don't like. Like okay, so oh, This man. is what you're gonna object we're to. We're gonna jump, we're gonna jump ahead. Okay. It's fine. Stuff happens. Uh, there's a bit there, there, there's a monster party in the kitchen. It's not a well, no, and there's a little bit where where uh, they literally can't. They're like, we're just going to leave. And they can't like the house. The, the house now open. is under Beetlejuice rules. Yeah. If, 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 if they open the door, it's it, wind blows them in. They can't physically get out. But then a second later, there's a doorbell and it's the delivery kid who comes in with a box of alcohol and snacks. Nobody also says, says liquor store. Liquor and then he's like, no, private residence. And he shuts, shuts the door, the door on his face. Door. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Not a terrible joke. No, that, that's an okay joke. But then he comes back and he gives them the liquor and he gives them the whatever snacks he ordered and he gives them records because he, as you said, he the Barbara Streisand records delivered by old Barbara Streisand records. Yes. And, um, but then the kid can't leave because now the kid, the delivery kid came in and now he can't leave. So he has to stay there for the rest of the movie for the most part. And yes, every time John sees him, he's like, who is that? And people are like, I don't know. But I'm sitting there going, why the fuck are you saying? I'm sorry to swear. Why the fuck are you saying? I don't it's know. Okay. We, have an, we have an E on the podcast. Right. It's all right. Why are you saying I don't know when you do know? Like you all were there when he came in as the delivery kid and couldn't leave. But we also know by the rules of this movie that John is deliberately oblivious to what is happening. No, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. That's why I'm saying him asking. I'm fine with. It's the fact that everybody else doesn't go. He's the delivery kid. Like the like the daughter who he is then like hitting on for the entire party. She was there. She knows. She can go. He's the delivery kid. He sort of just stands there next to her. Right. And they, 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 right. that's, hitting what, on that's his... what that's what actually is better. Like if he was actually hitting on her, I wouldn't like it as much. But the fact that he essentially just kind of follows her around yes. Yes. and just sort of stands there and doesn't do anything. And then later is like, bye. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I, not, I, he's not a bad I, guy. No, 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 exactly. Uh, which, which, which I just do do kind of like. Um, so we, he's we, stuck here for the party. Is the he's point. stuck here for the party. Um I'm assuming you also hated the joke about the uh, the double joke of the uh, eyeballs in the coffee earlier. Okay, now why is it a double joke? Because they they make they make jokes they make uh, eyeball jokes twice about it, right? So the like John is like something like like oh without my coffee in the morning I can't see straight, and then he gets right, the coffee and the eyeball up. floats up in the coffee, and then later uh, he hands it back to Billy and says, "Take this coffee. I can't stand the sight of it." See, I I didn't like that second one business. I I didn't listen. I didn't mind the eyeball stuff in general, because what you left out is the in-between part where he is like very uncomfortable with the fact that there are eyeballs in his not screaming the way a normal person would, but he's just very uncomfortable. And so he like covers it with a napkin and then like sometimes lifts up the napkin to be like, is it really? okay? yeah, it is. Well, he reacts with a in general with an astounding equanimity. Right, right, right. He's not he's not into the fact that there are eyeballs, but he's not like totally opposed either. (laughs) But but you're right. That end joke is terrible. I can't stand the sight of it. It's just like, no. And like, why are you being such a, be a better part your son that? who yeah. just wanted to make you coffee 
And it's not his fault that the coffee somehow spawned eyeballs. Like this is a you, you mentioned like a writer's room. You can imagine the writer's room. But I, this is a movie where I'm like, there is no writer's room. This is a guy going, I'm funny. And I'm I believe in my funniness and I'm writing it down and then I'm done. And nobody's nobody's trying to beat these jokes because they're not that hard to beat. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I may have made mention to the, to the writer's room. Actually, what it reminds me of is when I wrote a script with a friend of mine when we were both 20. Right. And we thought we were clever shit. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we had recurring jokes and business and things that we thought were funny. But in retrospect, I read them now and I'm like, ah, cringe. I get it. <laughs> right. You can see sure. the cringe later when you sort of go back to it. Yes. That's what yes, it, yes. mostly what it sort of painfully reminds me of sometimes where you it's where you, you can see the writing. As opposed but you're, to, but that makes you reading the writing. But that makes you have an affection for it and not go, oh, I don't want to see this. Like, I prefer, I prefer not to be able to see the writing. On the other hand, I have, I do have affection for for that level of enjoyable amateurism where you can see yeah. the work being done, but it's not, it's not terrible work. It doesn't necessarily function the way I think it was intended to function, but I can still be charmed by it. Cause like, I definitely like, like being thinking of it from the point of view of, of, a, as a creative person, like definitely is a thing that enters into how I enjoy movies in that. I think, I think that movies I really like are, are often movies that I'm like, Oh, I wish I, I had made that. Like I, I would be so proud if I had made that. And that, right extends to and i'm not saying that to me like that, that and that's jaws because i would make jaws i'm lean like that enters into me loving jason x that i'm like yeah like i, I would see love me making jason x and loving it and being like that's exactly what i wanted to do and i'm proud of it like i i feel that way whereas with this movie i'm definitely like oh if i if i made this movie i'd be embarrassed by the fact that i made <laughs> this movie so i do not want to watch this movie <laughs> Um, so so they're having this party and their they're relatives every, are annoying everybody's bringing electric can openers there's a lot of electric can openers as, can openers as gifts and as you mentioned uh they all die um so like they're um they're well, nosy they, they all die because van helsing uh billy at some point disappears during the party and nobody knows where billy is and van helsing uh like gathers everybody who's like all right here's what we're gonna do Everybody, we're going to essentially play a game. You're going to go find Billy. Go. And they're like, what do we get? And it's like, he's like, you get the boy. And then, you know, John's like, no, 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 no you can't, can't do that. He's like, okay, uh, you get an electric can opener. And anyway, so everybody fans out to go like find Billy uh, and everybody gets murdered. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Their nosy aunt gets murdered because she's looking at the, 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 the closet. There's eater. a fur coat. There's fur a fur coat, coat that eats her. And there's a background gag here where there's a door open and the fur coat walks by uh, yes, outside yes, the yes. house, which I remember, I remember actually being like, that is fun. And I bet you on repeated viewings, that is probably enjoyable. Um, uh, there's the, 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 the cop's wife shows up looking for the cop. She she eventually sees his head and is upset and I think gets killed. Yeah. Uh, I forget which monster kills her. Um, but every, everybody eventually just kind of kind of, kind of uh, get, gets dispatched. Is there um, any really notable gags here that we or should we get to the, the, the we, surprise? We get, the only thing I want to like uh, Van Helsing at some point during the sequence uh, literally does a uh, crazy Ralph and does a like a like we are all doomed, doomed. 
Was which may be the only reference to Friday the 13th in this entire movie. It's a good reference. You know what movie has a reference to that? Is, uh, have you ever seen Cannibal the Musical? No, uh, but I, I, I know of it. It's uh, like a Trey, uh, Trey Parker, Parker and Stone that they made yeah. when they were uh, college kids. And it has a character in it who is set, has those lines and they dressed him like crazy Ralph. And uh, I think, I think the actor, whoever did the role, the Trey dubbed over their voice doing a crazy Ralph voice. Uh, and uh, so that's a little Friday 13th reference for you, but go ahead. Back to right, no, no, no. Saturday the 14th. Anyway, so we're, we're racing Surprise towards ending. towards the uh, climactic conclusion here, and uh, our our hero vampires Yolanda and Valdemar, who uh, turns out are, yes, tur- tur- turns out right. So they they come in with Billy, oh, who's wearing holding the book, right, and right, and so and B- Billy is holding the book. He's wearing a cape. And they're like, oh no, have they bitten him and turned him into a vampire and gave it, given him a tiny cape? Uh, well, it turns out that Van Helsing is actually the bad guy and wants the book for himself. So what? that he can rule the world somehow. Yeah, well, right, it's, it's like, like he who carries the, the the book of evil before him. Right? Sure. It's like the Ark of the Covenant. Sure. Right, this movie came out the same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark. Conceivably, you could have done a double feature of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark and same, Saturday the 14th. That's boring. Same movie twice. Like, it's no reason yeah, to do right, that. Why would, do, why would you do that? Right, Van Helsing is clearly the tote character. Um, it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, because again, th- from what we've seen of the book, it doesn't give you power over anything. It, it released monsters and then they try to kill you like, uh, well, maybe it releases more monsters. You know, we only looked at a couple pages of this book. We looked at five pages in this book. There could be a lot worse things that are in the next couple pages. These are maybe warm up monsters. But again, if you can't control them, which it doesn't seem like you can. Who cares? It's a, what is a 10 year old boy who's trying to control them, who doesn't have the expertise that Van Helsing clearly does. Well, that's fair. OK, so he right? so he, he freaks out. knows a lot more about this book than, say, Billy. So he he wants to control the world. Now, here's the thing. What I remember is he freaks out. He wants to control the world. Billy floats and they for just no hit reason. Him with the book. OK, they hit him with the book. So I was going to say, like, I don't know how they stop him. Uh, no, they, hit they him just hit him with the book and then he explodes. Why? He, he does what? I mean, he explodes or whatever. <laughs> I mean, by explode, I mean, I think they animate over it or something, sure. and then he's not there. Why? It's not like chunks of Van Helsing fly everywhere. Oh, well, that's too bad. Um, but, and are we to take it that that also stopped the monsters for some reason or in some I fashion? think it also stopped the monsters. Uh, everything is now back to normal. Also, I think Valdemar and Yolanda's uh, vampire makeup seems to have gone back to a healthy pallor now. Sure. And they are not bad people. Like they literally talked about eating children at the beginning of the movie. And and now they just kind of go, everybody, you're you're all good by us. And Rover the dog, who we have not mentioned, uh, comes back at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He had disappeared early in in, in the film, presumed dead, not mentioned a whole lot. Well, he was scared. He was scared to come in the house and ran away. And John's reaction was like, like, like that. Okay, weirdo dog. You don't want to come in a house. Like I understand that I let dogs make decisions for themselves. So I suppose that's your your business, dog. But you don't want to come in our house. Fine. I mean, right. he has a certain there's a certain amount of free range parenting to John anyway. <laughs> That's fair. Right? That's Where he's, fair. Right? He, he definitely relies on the kids to make a roast or just be be in their house on their own. Right? He trusts them. Um, oh so God, so everything, everything's you, back you were like, this should not be an hour and 45 minute episode. It's totally it, it, an hour it, and 45 it, minute episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's wait hold on we're at 125 right now talking about in the, the in the second talking segment. about second segment so that's longer than the movie isn't it uh the movie is only an hour 15 yeah, yeah so we've talked about this movie longer than the movie look this is this is how it works <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Star Wars Star Wars Minute guys, like That's they different. they have they have hours of content for movies that are only two hours long. And again, days of content. Again, if you want to do minute by minute, minute. Oh, do you want to do minute by minute Saturday the 14th? Not a chance. Are you sure? Not a remote possibility. Is that true? Um, would I do it? It's would not I do a it? remote possibility. We would have to get the Blu-ray in that case. Well, of course. And I'm yeah, not yeah. interested. So no. What if I dare you? How many dogs are involved in this dare? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna side up. We're already at an hour twenty six. If we've lost you at this point, then 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 I don't give a fuck. Uh, so uh, Ellis, my my youngest, um, has recently uh, started to develop some 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 like embarrassment issues about mm. things in public. We have a we have a loud family. We like to sing. We we make silly jokes, etc. We're about to go into uh, Target, and I've been torturing Ellis by playing uh, Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey on the way to Target. Are you familiar with the song? No. Please look up, at your leisure, Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. Okay. Hee-haw, hee-haw, it's Dominic the Donkey. Jiggity-jig. Hee-haw, hee-haw, it's Dominic the Donkey. La-la-la. Anyway, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's about how uh, Santa Claus... The reindeer cannot handle the hills of Italy, so they send Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey, to deliver the toys to all the kids of Italy. Okay. It was recorded with mob money. It's a hilarious story. It has a great behind the scenes. Anyway, so I'm playing this for Ellis, and, and Ellis goes, uh, Papa, when we go into Target, do not sing Dominic the donkey. I was like, okay, all right. He's like, he's like however, I triple dog dare you when I am not here for you to go into Target, pull down your pants, take a poop on the floor, and sing Dominic the Donkey. And wow. you have to do it. So uh, so you did. Okay. I did. I told Ellis I did. Oh, okay. I, 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 I then later regaled Ellis with the story about how I got arrested. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was a whole, well, as you can imagine, I took a shit on the floor of Target. <laughs> but you were singing a song. That makes it better. That doesn't make it oh. less arrestable. <laughs> anyway, but it, 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 it just means that I will do anything for a dare. So I hope that you do, too. Um, so so did you... Uh, I mean, yeah. everything resolves. The vampire gives them the house across the street. So they live in the beautiful house that's across the street, not in the gothic, gothic thing. That's how it ends, right? They yeah, leave them yeah the they are in the house. nice house. Wait, how does that work and why? The, van, the vampires buy it for him as, as oh, a way of right. saying thank you. And do they, um, do they the give the vampires? eventually leaves. What? Do they give the vampires the creepy house? I think so. I think they have the creepy sure house. But they. I don't know if they care about the creepy house. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> did you watch the credits? Oh, no. Did I okay. make a mistake? You, you may have, and I will, I will, I will, I'm going to include a couple bits of audio in this episode, uh, but I will, as, as, as soon as this episode is over, I will, I will include some of this audio, but after the PG thing comes up, the credits finish uh, rolling, the PG thing comes up, the card comes up, and then there is 45 seconds of blackness while jaunty credit music keeps playing for no reason at all. It's just black 
with credit music. On your rewatch, you can yeah, yeah. When I when I rewatch, you can, you can take that. I mean, when we yeah. do the minute by minute, that's going to be a, a hard one to fill the time on. But exactly, right. but we'll mostly talk about like Julie Corman or whatever during that time. It'll be fine. Um, so wait, here here's a question, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Why did we watch this movie? Because we thought it was going to be keeping in cause, because we didn't want to convince leave. me to do this. Uh, I don't you, know. If you that's... were like. I, th- there's this great movie I no, know called no. Sire the 14th. No, I don't think that happened. I mean, because that's the thing. Like we were lied to, like we, we, we finished the 12 Friday the 13th movies and we didn't want to leave the world of Friday the 13th behind. And we went, let's, let's watch something related to Friday the 13th. And we thought because this was called Saturday the 14th, that it would have some connection some and some sort of feeling of it and content at it. And it's, it's none of it. I mean, like, like you at one point suggested we watch sleepaway camp and I was like, no, we can't like, that's its own thing. And there's like multiple of them. Like we, we shouldn't, but like, we probably should have, cause we would have been way more Friday the 13th than we were here. No, right. And so, so now I'm just, it's just a hope and a prayer that anybody who's listening wanted to hear some Saturday the 14th content, well, because this may be the deepest dive anybody has ever done into Saturday the 14th. Probably, probably true. Even more than the people who made it. Um, the, 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 the good news is, the good news is that the plan is uh, in place for next episode to get us right back where we want it to be, because... We're going to watch a movie that has to obviously has to be connected to Friday the 13th and you, is going you, to be you would think so, but it's clearly going to be about Swamp Thing. Because <laughs> um, next time we're going to watch a movie called 13 Fanboy. Which sound, sounds very related. Um, well, it is. It's about a, a person who's a fanboy of Friday the 13th and is trying to kill the actors who were in Friday the 13th who are in this movie, not, not all of them, but who are various ones from the franchise are in it playing themselves, including the person who was it directed it. Did she direct it? Look it up. Uh, no. So this sounds like guaranteed content, which is better than 14 fanboy, yes. which is about a bunch of people who, <laughs> who are obsessed really with this love one. Saturday, no, who love Saturday the 14th. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah you. exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that's me. <laughs> um, so I was right. Uh, yeah. Deborah Voorhees, who is uh, sp- speaking of the the fifth uh, movie yeah uh isn't she the one who she's the one who gets extremely naked in the fifth movie in the like extremely long naked pervy scene oh with the hedge clippers yes yes uh she uh she directed and co-wrote this movie and she's in it playing herself uh and cory feldman's in it right cory feldman uh let's see d wallace uh, C.J. Graham, Kane Hodder, Corey Feldman, Lara Park Lincoln, Judy Aronson, like a ton of people who were in yeah, various yeah. Friday the 13th movies. Now, will it be good? That I cannot speak to. <laughs> I have not seen it. I started watching well, it one we... night and watched about five minutes and then stopped. Uh, Wait, why did my, you stop? Because my wife really didn't want to watch it. She was like, I really don't want to watch this. And I was like, oh, okay. This is not what I'm into right yes, now. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so yeah. I turned it off. Fair enough. Um, Fair. Fair. But this time, I'm going to tell her, you have to watch it. It's for a podcast. No, she's not going to have to watch it. I'll watch it by myself. 
No, there is no like spousal requirements no, to this no. podcast. No, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not. I don't, or at least, at least I don't have them written into our nuptials. No, I mean honestly, Devin, I think she did watch. I think all of the Jason movies with me when I watched them this time, uh, or if not all of them, then most of them. But uh, not because she had to. She just was like, yeah, sure. But she didn't mind them. They, they, I mean, again, a lot of people die in them, but they're still pretty light fare, generally speaking. Yeah, no, that's true. It's not that it's heavy. Light, light, cheery fare. Light. Uh, there's, it's death, but it's not death you have to take that seriously. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us for this trip uh, adjacent to Friday the 13th. <laughs> sort of sort of uh that had nothing to do with it in actuality uh but i i actually i would say i really enjoyed doing this and i was surprised at my wife's uh enthusiasm for watching this usually my wife watches none of these movies with me she did uh, she did end up watching she we we watched this as our uh sunday night date night movie in which uh the kids babysit themselves and we go out to the garage and watch and watch stuff and so we watched uh, this and we watched an episode of She-Hulk and it was and that was fine. Great. Great. Yeah. But otherwise she has had no interest in watching any of the Friday the 13th well, movies. I've been on Tell my... her about 13 fanboys. She's going to be so nope. pumped. Oh boy. <laughs> Let me tell you right now there will be zero interest. I can, almost, I can guarantee you that. I do not even need to like qualify that statement. All right. All right, let's let's wrap this up because this, for some reason, is super long, and it's mostly because I like hanging out with you and chatting, yeah, even absolutely. if it's about Saturday Fourteenth. Thank you for forcing me to do this. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy visiting 1981 as often as I can, and so this was a nice excuse. It was. A, it. I, I can't say I enjoyed watching the movie, but I have enjoyed talking about it with you. It was only an hour fifteen. It was no. It wasn't like, that much of my life. Hours out of your right. week, except for this part. <laughs> I honestly, the way that you kind of like were scared to watch the Jason movies, I think I was not scared to watch it, but I was trepidatious. Yes. I was just like, oh, this is going to be so dumb. Once I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, no, what did I get myself in for? So we'll see. Well, there we go. All right. That's a a fun fun blind. Well, you know what? You know what is a good thing to say now that we've we've said all this is that um, it's been so nice to talking to you, but I do have one more thing to say to you. (laughs) What, what is that, George? Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>